Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to, to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> well, I might sleep here tonight. It's a California <laughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Right. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's Fairly. it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is, hey, McDonald. How you doing? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Session. It's another wonderful episode we got lined up for you. And so happy to be here. It's a skeleton crew today, but uh, I call it... We got plenty of meat on these bones, believe me. Yeah, it's the hardcore brewcasters in here today. The brewcasting elite. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. We've got Bevo here, all scantily clad to deal with the heat. That's right. Most scantily, yes. JP, uh, who's not here, will be uh, missing the show from his normal seat, his perch. Uh, we've got Tasty McDowell here, barely. <laughs> What's left of me, yeah. You look better than you did this morning. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm back. You know, i got some life left in me now, yeah. You took a nap? Uh, short one, sure. You did? Yeah. That panting in the microphone is not my dog yeah, this that's time. Our that's mean. actually Chad sweating it out. <laughs> uh, I'm actually doing pretty good right now. Doing all right? For now. It's not too bad in here. Uh, we've been, you know, we've got our house at about 64 degrees so that we can blow that out into the studio. And uh, uh, yes. we're okay. It's uh, it's warm and cozy. And that's it. No Doc, no JP today. It's just us rocking it and uh, bringing the show home to you. Exciting show today. We've got Rob Todd from Allagash on the program with us. And, um, you know, I'm not, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I've been a big fan of Allagash beers for uh, a long time. It was probably, well, that's, uh, actually, I think the first Belgian-style sty- beer I ever had was, uh, I, I think, was Damnation. 
uh, from Russian River. And then after that, you know, when I went looking for, for Belgian, I went straight to Allagash and, sure. and just what great beers. Um, I moved from there on to Amagang and things like that. So, uh, And they've been at it for a long time. Allagash has been making Belgian-style beers since 95, mm. um, you know, which was a time when craft beer was booming, but not, but it was pale ales and, uh, and other English-style beer, beers, IPAs, uh, maybe a half here and there, um, some other German things, but not uh, uh, Belgian beers at that time. Was it so, on my radar? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to have fun, I think, talking to Rob about that and why he chose to go into Belgian brewing at a time when it wasn't the... the now it's the new thing, right? Now everybody's got a Belgian-style something or other. Hmm. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. If you've got questions for Rob, 888-401-BEER, uh, or join Beavis in the chat room. Hit the Chat Now button. Uh, rumor has it uh, that Rob is uh, is the nicest guy in, in craft brewing. So, uh, And I have met him uh, once or twice before and can vouch that he's a, a real gentleman. So it uh, might be a lot of fun for you to call in and talk to him. Uh, Absolutely. If you got anything to say, I guess. He put up with Chad's shit booking him for a couple of weeks, so oh, you yeah. got to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Tolerant. I mean, this guy, I mean, he broke his finger, I think, like, and, and made a trip out here. He was doing a beer event, and he broke his fingers. Like in the between day some before, kegs, like, I thought. A day or two, and he still made the trip. I mean, yeah. he's just, he's solid. Hardcore. Yeah. Mm. So it's a lot of fun. Like I said, 888-401-BEER. You can use that number a little bit later on to ask questions or join the beef in the chat room and uh, she'll get them over to me um, we're going to try to keep things moving today because he is an east coast guest of ours and uh, brother's got to get up early and brew tomorrow morning so we're going to try to keep the show moving we'll get him on in uh, just about 25 minutes and uh, he may only have about an hour and a half with us so if we seem a little fast paced during the interview today it's not that we don't want to get all the information out like we normally do it's just uh, we want to Get as much as we can out of Rob's, you know, time while we've got him. That's right. Um, you know, he's a, a busy brewer, and uh, we're just stoked to have him on. So we're going to try to keep things moving. We're going to talk about uh, obviously Belgian beers with him, different Belgian yeasts like Britannomyces. He's got uh, some barrel aging programs that we can talk to him about. He's got cool ships in his brewery that he and I mean real cool ships with the uh, he can open the slats at the, at the roof and let junk you know jump in there, uh, and he uses them. Uh, for his commercial beers, uh, which uh, is kind of a big deal here in the United States. So I want to talk to him about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, we'll talk to him about his Brett beers. And then he's got a couple of new beers out, particularly uh, Gargamel, which uh, to me, talking to him about Gargamel today is bittersweet. And uh, the reason is because I I read about the beer, and it looks unbelievable. We're going to talk about it. Go to Allagash.com right now and read about this beer. Man, Chad, this beer looks great. Go check it out. You can only get it at the brewery. So that's the bitter part of the conversation. He's going to tell us about how wonderful this beer is, and then uh, we're not going to be able to get it. Although, we'll be in Maine later this year, won't we? That's right. So I think maybe a trip to the brewery is going to be in order after finding out about this Gargamel Uh today. So we're going to talk about all of those things uh, with Rob and more. If you've got anything else on the agenda, like I said, uh, give us a call and talk about it. Uh, get my, through my announcements quickly. Bevo, uh, you want to Oh, I just got a call. Somebody from the chat just wanted to make an announcement for everybody in the chat that they are thankful that JP is not here tonight. <laughs> Oh, wow. And, and he's, uh, he's, he's on his way to Disneyland. Oh. Oh. Didn't he do this like four what weeks ago? Is he, ta- is he taking a, like a nephew or something? No, or? no, no. Uh, no. What? For all I know, he's going by himself. I'm not sure what's happening. Well, well that's just sad. Uh, smuggle is he wearing a, a raincoat or something? <laughs> He's got his cat in a little uh, oh, in, a, uh, in a trench coat. In a trench coat. You know, I I can't figure that guy out. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, on top of the fact that his vacation is is spent at Disneyland for the second time in the last like four months, <laughs> yeah. um, is that uh, uh, he's he flew down there. He's flying. Flew. 
Uh, so I don't understand. He can fly he's, he's, to Disneyland. He got a prescription for Xanax, didn't he? <laughs> I don't Maybe think he's he did. Just trying to no? take baby steps because it's only an hour flight. That's what I minutes, thought, and yeah. I know that's what he's going to say too. He's going to say, "Well, it's the time. It, it's you know, when I think about sitting on a plane for for five hours, uh, that's when I get anxiety. But if I think about sitting there for an hour, it's not a big deal, and, yeah. and my, I don't feel like my heart's going to explode or whatever <laughs> he thinks is going to happen." What are those people think? I am curious to find out how the flight went, though, and. Uh, yeah. You know, if anybody held his hand or whatever happens there. I'm positive he did not start the Xanax regimen that I've been recommending. <laughs> I'm a pussy oh, well. about that. So that's why JP's not here. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, maybe we're all thankful. You can tell the chat room. A little, ja- a little break from uh, the anxiety one. Uh, you know, it's, it's okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the show goes. Right. It certainly won't be, admittedly, I think everyone can agree, it will not be one of our funniest shows without JP. No, we're he definitely is, He is the funny guy. So exactly. It, uh, we will be missing that today. So there you go. Take that, JP, before you hang yourself. We said one nice thing about you. Nope, too late. He did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too late. All right. A uh, few announcements. Let me get through these as quick as possible. As I mentioned last week, the anniversary bus tour has come and gone. It's sold out. Uh, so, but the anniversary party, there's room for everybody. Um, you know, so <laughs> well, that, that bus tour is leaving at 11 a.m. In case uh, you listen to old shows, when I said 12, we're leaving 11 a.m. Uh, from the downtown Marriott, and that's because we're going to have to fight a little bit of Bay Area traffic to get to all our destinations. And I want the bus arriving at Linden Street at seven o'clock for the anniversary party. I don't want it late. I don't want to waste any time. That's that's valuable party time uh, that I need that bus to land at Linden Street. So 11 o'clock, we're going to do a whole tour. Anchor Brewing, which I'm really excited about. I've never done the tour there, actually. I've never. I've been living in the Bay Area for, I, mean, I don't know, I can't remember, five, 15 years or something like that, and I've never done the Anchor Tour, so I'm excited. I've been there. But I've never done the tour, and uh, I think they're going to show us the bottling line and everything. They're yeah, give us, yeah, uh, that group they would. Yeah. So. Uh, then we go from there. One bus will be going to Marin Brewing Company, and they'll spend some time with Arnie over there, the brewmaster. He's going to tell you about the beers he's chosen for us that day. Mm-hmm. The other uh, bus will be going over to Moylan's, uh, their sister companies, and Denise is the brewer over there, and I really like Denise. Yeah, and, she's great. And, and people don't talk about her beer enough, in my opinion. Um, she's got a lot of award winners. She did well at GABF the last couple years, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, she's a she's a uh, great lady, and so uh, I'm looking forward to that too. And then on to more beer. Well, there'll be a big parking lot extravaganza. There'll be more beer from a couple of different breweries available there. Plus, you get to tour the facilities. There'll be discounts on all sorts of that gear that you've been eyeballing uh, all your lives. Uh, a lot of fun. And then, of course, at Linden Street uh, for the anniversary party. So that is Wednesday, June 17th. Take off work Thursday if you're local. Trust me on this one. Take off work Thursday. There's an after party. There's a, there's a lot of big day beer. Long day. Uh, you know, you, you do, basically you just you go, you buy a glass, an anniversary glass. Which, by the way, I show you guys the logo yet? Did I show you our, our BNA four? No. Uh, you guys are going to go nuts. Dark. You're going to go nuts for this stuff. Beautiful glasses. Beautiful logo. Very cool logo. And uh, you, you buy it's like a one stop shot. You buy a glass, you get all the beer you want at this party. So none of this ticket nonsense, none of this pay for you just one you know cheap glass, and you're gonna enjoy yourselves immensely, and then uh, it's gonna be a good time. Don't miss it, everybody. All right, tonight we are doing our more beer donation giveaway, uh, courtesy of Beer Beer and More Beer. Folks over there, you can go to morebeer.com and check it out. They have donated this month a two draft, uh, a two tap draft box. Right. 
Now these things are great. It's got the it's got the copper coil inside a cooler, so that uh, whether your beer is on ice or not, the beer that comes out of the other end of that uh, that tap is cold. You just put ice around the coils. They're really great to have uh, for picnics, parties, you name it. Um, everybody should have entered this drawing. If you don't have a draft box and you didn't enter this drawing. I don't know what's wrong with you. Tickets were 5 bucks, or if you're already a member of the BN Army, if you uh, subscribe and donate any amount monthly, you automatically get entered in this thing. One lucky winner today is taking home a, uh, a two-tap draft box. I want in. We don't have one. Yeah. And we love them. Yeah. Well, donate. You'd be like the coolest guy yeah. at like the 4th of July party, you know, show up with one of those, man. Yeah, that's right. Chad, you don't donate, do you? I Donate enough. <laughs> you do donate enough. That's true. I should have put your name in the hat. Um, all right. So that's happening today. Uh, toward the end of the program, we will draw the one name, the one winner. Um, like I said, if you're not already a recurring donor, then sign up. If you don't want to do that, that's cool. Just pay attention when I tell you. They always go for a week at a time. I tell you on, on a Sunday uh, that the, the raffle is starting. You can donate as much as you want to get tickets, and then it ends the following Sunday. So just pay attention to the show. Uh, AHA membership is available on the, on the, web pa- on the homepage now. Now. You no longer go to the store. I get a lot of emails about this, people aren't, who aren't caught up on the archives. You don't go into the store. You click the AHA logo on the homepage. That brings you to several options now to get your AHA membership. It's no longer just a one-year option like we used to have. You can buy uh, three years. You can buy family. You can buy an international membership. I used to get a lot of questions about that from our international listeners. Just click the AHA logo on the homepage. Right above that, Brew Your Own Magazine logo. Uh, everybody here is a subscriber to that. Mm-hmm. And a uh, great magazine, Jamil Writes for the magazine. Uh, what is he? Uh, is he this the style uh, column? Yeah, every magazine, month right? he has a style column. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, if you click that Brew Your Own logo, uh, we get credit for the membership, and uh, it's, a, it's a good deal. And as always, for all these updates and more, sign up for our uh, Twitter account, twitter.com slash brewing network. Sent updates all day today about our shows. Recorded Brew Strong shows today. Uh, three of them, as a matter of fact. Three great shows. And if you were signed up for Twitter, you got updates about that all day. Uh, and then, of course, you can sign up uh, for our Facebook page. You get that there. Um, all right, Chat, uh, what's happening in your world? Give us Chat's announcements. Uh, well, we've got the San Diego International Beer Fest coming up on uh, June 14th, and entries for that, it's a homebrew competition, are due the 26th. Uh, so definitely get those in. Uh, Sabres coming up on the 30th, end of the month here in Washington, D.C., uh, on the 31st, Sunday, we're going to be in Napa, downtown Joe's. Going to hang out with Colin, do Sunday session up there. Come on out for that. Uh, Colin really wants, uh, he loves meeting BN Army members, showing you the brewery, um, you know, letting downtown Joe's that you appreciate their support of the program. He, he keeps telling me, you know, please, I, I really want to meet more listeners. He loves meeting you guys. So come out and hang out with us on that day. Great staff, too. I mean, his bartenders, everyone there is just fantastic. So If I remember right, every time we've done a remote there... About every hour on the hour, without fail, Colin makes his whole staff and us slam a beer together. He <laughs> oh, likes yeah. to have fun while he's out there, and he, you know, he, he kind of can't get out of having fun when you're hanging out with him. Great location. Yeah. Uh, Schwartz Brewery Home Brew Comp. Uh, that's taking place in Australia, so our Australian guys, uh, on the 6th. Uh, check that out. And also on the 6th of June is the Monterey Beer Fest, and we're going to be down there doing some uh, shows and some interviews and... Partying, of course. Yeah, our Sunday session will happen on that Saturday from the Monterey Beer Festival. And we're going to set up our whole uh, our whole deal there and interview the brewers uh, who are pouring there um, and, and the organizers of the festival. And then that will be our Sunday show for the week because I don't know that we're going to be able to air it live. So uh, we'll air it at its normal time on Sunday. 
right. for you guys. So that's uh, the June 6th Monterey Beer Fest. Cool. And then, uh, of course, June 18th, the start of the AHA uh, NHC, National Homebrewers Conference, right here in Oakland. Uh, and it's going to be a great time. I mean, we just did a dry run, essentially did the Sam Adams long shot uh, judging right there at the uh, Marriott. And what a great staff they have as well. They're, I mean, they're great to, to work with. Bart was fantastic just getting around this weekend. Yeah, Bart was. Everyone's going to love it. So I used Bart quite a bit this weekend and, and oh, yeah. loved every bit of it. Realize, uh, you know, getting from um, the Marriott to the, and the Trappist to Barclays, is a piece of cake. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's two, maybe it's three stops max uh, to go between those two great beer bars. Right. Uh, so Bart was, is going to be a, a everybody's best friend during NHC. Absolutely. Yeah. And then of course at More Beer, they've got their monthly special going on. Make beer this summer. Just click on Regan, and uh, essentially you can get all kinds of discounts on temp control, conicals, um, all kinds of good stuff. And they're going to be doing that uh, monthly. So. Make sure you click on Regan on the front uh, homepage, morebeer.com. And uh, also, they, More Beer has a pretty cool thing going on. It's called Buy This Beaker. So if you click on the Buy This Beaker uh, link, it's basically a chance to win a trip to a Siebel Advanced Homebrew class in Durango. Um, so it's, it's free to enter. You can enter for free you know, mm-hmm. by sending in your, kind of, your address, your name. Um, but if you buy this little beaker, I think it's like 4 bucks. you can buy 20 of them. And mm. You have 20 entries into this contest. I think it's like, you know, a couple thousand dollars for this class. And essentially, you just have to pay for the air and hotel. But, man, you have this five days' worth of uh, advanced homebrewing classes. And Sweet. They're giving it away for buying these little beakers. So Good deal. Wow. Buy this beaker. Check it out on the... Uh, well, how, how big is this beaker? Yeah. It's 150 mil. Well, it is little. So if you ever need 150 mil worth of uh, water kicking around, that's kind of what they're saying is uh, this is what you need. Yes, you need this beaker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And uh, I got to look into that. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I got to ask them what's going on with that. Well, essentially, they uh, had some kind of uh, mistake happen, and oh. so they have a shitload of these. Oh, I got a bunch of Apparently. beers. I see. It's supposed to be fifteen hundred milliliters. <laughs> well, that's cool. That, I mean, you know, I like that they turn make it into a contest because it's kind yeah, of win for them. They can get yeah, rid right, of that yeah. stuff, but it's also a good way to do it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, get you into this contest. Buy right? this accidental purchase. So they're shipping yeah. these useless beakers all, all over the place. I love it. And I think I'm okay saying this because I think it's on the website. So Yeah, okay. Um, and then also I had uh, someone send me this link. Uh, go to stopthemndrinktax.com. Basically, this is a site dedicated to uh, they're trying to double the tax on beer, wine, and spirits in Minnesota. So uh, check out stopthemndrinktax.com. You know, go to brookstonbeerbulletin.com. It's .com or .org. I always forget. Go to Brookston Beer Bulletin and read the few tax articles he has on his front page there today. I didn't read through all of them, but there's apparently a lot of stuff with beer tax going on right now. So if you want to educate yourselves and see if there's something you can do about it, uh, go there. Uh, Brookston Beer Bulletin. He has a, a, a lot of information about these beer taxes. That's all we got. All right. Chats announcements are brought to you today from the boys over at White Labs. You can go to whitelabs.com, check out all the new stuff that they're doing. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, rumor has it uh, that Mike White and possibly Chris White are going to be on the BNA4 bus tour with Excellent. us. Oh, wow. So uh, you might have some celebrity guides along on, on the bus tour. Cool. And uh, if you haven't figured it out from the shows, Mike White is a hell of a guy to be around on, a, on something like a bus tour. <laughs> <laughs> and he will go... 
he will wear us out that night. Mike White might be the guy who could. Uh, I don't want to throw down any challenges that are are undue, like like got done to me. <laughs> but if there's anyone besides me that could, uh, you know, go up against Brutat, it might. Mike White has mm. defeated me on uh, many occasions. He mm. wear that guy. Uh, He'd be up for the challenge. I can't keep up with the dude. Oh, yeah. Um, so, good guys over at White Labs, whitelabs.com. Uh, you can check it out. All right. Um, what else do I got going on? A little bit of feedback today. And by a little bit, uh, I mean really a little bit. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. Just a couple of things. Uh, Josh from Maine. He's a new listener. He wrote in and says he's been listening for about a month and has managed to make it through a good chunk of the archives, the Sunday session, Jamil Show, Brew Strong. Um, he says, while I've only managed two batches since I started brewing a year ago, the BNs uh, lit a fire under my ass to do more. And I know everything I've learned since I started listening will make my next batch significantly better than the previous ones. Somebody from my club, which is the Southern Maine Home Brewers, you can go to uh, www.brewcrew.com. They sent a link to Fossil Fuels Brewing Company. And I guess it's this beer, you guys may have heard about it, it's a beer using uh, millions of years old yeast. Um they, you know, they got it off a of pottery or something, and yeah. uh, and brewed a beer with it. Right. And essentially, he's asking if any of us have ever tried it because it is available at a couple places in California. Yeah. Have you tried this beer? Tasting? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. No. Not that I know of. I mean, I think I saw a place in Mendocino. Yeah, which it's would in that make area. me think that one of you guys would have tried it. Yeah. It's up there. Uh, and there's an, another place in Guerneville, uh, another place that you guys oh, yeah. should frequent. Uh, that, uh, that I thought <laughs> maybe somebody had, had on it. the radar. On the way. Yeah. It looks interesting. I'd be willing to try it. He wanted to know if it sucked. Basically, this fossil fuels brewing, but. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, I, I've not had it, but uh, you know, I bet it's fine. You know, just because the yeast is that old doesn't mean it's not a. No, no, no. You know, no. Uh, they could clean it up. I'm, I'm sure if they're selling it, like uh, if it's like, on a regular basis, if it wasn't just a, like an off, you know, let's try this beer and they're giving right. it away. Right. Can't be all that bad. I don't know. No, no, they wouldn't have named the brewery that if they hadn't got the yeast and decided that'd be a good name for it. No. Anyway, he says, loves the show. Had a great time hearing the changes from our very humble beginnings to the point where he seemed to have a good head of steam. Uh, it's pretty humble still, but um, yeah. Uh, keep it up, Josh from Maine. P.S. Suck at Schumann. I will pass the message. Good show for him today. A maniac. Yeah, Another that's maniac true. maniac on the show. That's right. All right, so here's a first for us in, in the feedback and in general. Someone is uh, sending in their application for Drunk of the Week, and it oh. was sent in ahead of the show today, um, ahead of even our start time. Justin, I'm sending my application for Drunk of the Week via email this week, as I don't have a phone anymore. Uh, my best guess is it fell out of my pocket in the taxi at about 1 a.m. Saturday night, uh, but that's pure speculation. For all I know, I left it at, in the toilet at Paddington Inn after doing some drunk texting. Uh, the occasion was the Aussie Homebrewer Forum 2009 Sydney Pub Crawl. And here's a list of the pubs I went to and what I consumed in one day. Uh, at Lowenbrow, he had a half liter of Hofbrau Maybach. At Lord Nelson, he had a pint of Old Admiral Old Ale, a pint of Nelson's Blood Robust Porter, a pint of Trafal- uh, Trafalgar Pale Ale, English Bitter, a pint of Three Sheets Australian Pale Ale, and a pint of Victory Bitter, ESB. 
At the Australian, he had a schooner of Little Creatures Stimulus IPA, a bottle of Gulf Brewery Pilsner, um, Kangaroo Pizza. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> you like must have ate something. Yeah, I guess pizza. that's food, yeah. At the Belgian Beer Cafe, he had a bottle of uh, La Guillotine, a bottle of Timmerman's Fruit de la Forest Lambique, a bottle of Rodenbach. At Macquarie, he had a schooner of Schwartz Pale Ale. At Tap House, he had a schooner of Rocks Brewing uh, Red Ale, a schooner of Hargraves Hill ESB, a schooner of Two Brothers Growler Brown, a schooner of Hofbrau Municellus. I'm not done with the list yet, guys. Is anyone keeping count? Wow. At the Paddington Inn, a schooner of Hogarden and three schooners of Heineken. On the train... He had a bottle of Red Fanta, which I think is soda, isn't it? Is Fanta a beer <laughs> yeah. over there? Over here, Fanta. Know. We'll get him, we'll get him some slack there. Yeah. And at home, he had a large cup of blueberry sugar-free cordial. Oh. I don't know what that is either. To make matters worse, he says, what would have been a half-hour train ride home turned into a four-hour nightmare as I fell asleep and woke up in Penrith, 45 oh, minutes past my stop. No. <laughs> when I caught the train back the right way, I woke up in Sydney again oh. past my stop. Third time, luckily, I managed to get out of my stop and get home. <laughs> Looking forward to the show. I'll be in the chat. Cheers from Josh, a.k.a. Who Ate All the Pies. We've gotten a lot oh, of yeah. angry uh, yeah. phone calls from Who Ate oh, All yeah. the Pies, right, I do right. believe. Might be good that his phone doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So what's a schooner of Heineken? Is that like a, boat, is... a boat full of Heineken? <laughs> schooner, yeah. Is that like a How shoe? big is a schooner? Well, yeah, well, I, I mean, it's obviously a, a, a Australian measurement of beer. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's half that it's, No, he would have said half liter if it was a half liter. Yeah, because there was a couple where he did... Well, he used pint, He said half liter on one, yeah. and he said pint on the others. So is a schooner like smaller or maybe? larger than a pint? Maybe, some, maybe somebody in the chat know. I don't know. It should be larger, yeah. shouldn't it? It a name larger. like schooner. Right. You know. Yeah, boatload of that, Heineken. Think, yeah, boatload. <laughs> Beavis, is he in there? Is who ate all the... Ask him wh- how large a schooner is. Okay. What are you eating? Ice? Ice. Ice. <laughs> I'm going to mute my microphone now. Thank you. Uh, all right, so that's his application for Drunk of the Week. Wow, that's, that's official. It's from last night, though. Now, I like, I, I think well, that the list is good, but I don't want to set a precedent where people no. can, you know, use their Wednesday night right. drunk fest as their Drunk of the Week. Yeah, that's, you know. Uh, right. It's A schooner is 425 milliliters. Nobody knows. All right, well, okay. So thanks for well, that. That's, so, uh, oh no, shit. So it's not a half a liter. How come it's, it's not on our measurement chart there? Yeah. Oh, it is right there. So it's less than a half a liter. <laughs> it's less than a half a liter? It's 40, yeah, 42% right. of a liter. God, we're stupid when it comes to these measurements. Uh, okay, well, it's still a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, no he, doubt. he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine schooners. Uh, three, one, two, three, four, five, five bottles of ten schooners. Five bottles and one, two, three, four, five pints, and then another half liter. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised he got on the train. Never mind, slept yeah. past his stop. Must have had a buddy. Let he get on the train three times. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's really, <laughs> that's really amazing. Wow. Mm. 
Okay. Uh, feedback's brought to you today by Williams Brewing. You can go to williamsbrewing.com. And don't forget to support all our sponsors. Williams Brewing, I don't know if you've noticed, has stuck with us for quite a while now. And the reason it's because you guys support them for supporting us. So please continue to do that and uh, let them know. Let all of our sponsors know uh, that you appreciate their support. Because I'll tell you, you know, times are tough for everybody. And uh, our sponsors have stuck with us through all this. Sure. Um, and I, I'm really appreciative of that. So uh, just want to you know point out that you guys, even if you've maybe let Williams know before, let them know again. You know, Absolutely. Uh, they, they've stuck with us. So, All right. Quick break, right? And uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, talk to Rob Todd from Allagash. You can go to Allagash.com and uh, do yourself a little bit of research. Get ready to ask questions. 888-401-BEER. It's the Belgian Beer Show with Rob Todd, and uh, I'm looking forward to it for one. Join Beavis in the chat and ask us questions. And uh, hang in there. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at NicoBrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Look at you, brewing on this fine summer day. Sun's out, the kids are having fun, and I just got my shipment for more beer. But aren't you going to run into temp control issues with your ferment? Those yeast are going to fry. Eh, normally I would, but this is temperature control month at More Beer, and they're having a huge sale on all sorts of products to help me keep my beer cool while the yeast do their thing. Really? Yeah, like these things here. With this stopper thermal well, this firm wrap carboy heater, and this temp controller for that old fridge over there... I can keep my beer at exactly the temp I want when I want. No more high ferments, no more unhappy yeast. Man, I gotta check this stuff out! You better hurry, the sale is only for this month. Well, alrighty, point me to your computer. And kegerator. I'm thirsty. Right over there. Wait, uh, May is temperature control month at More Beer. Come join them for huge savings on things that you need to make beer this summer. Visit morebeer.com and click on the picture of Regan keeping cool in a swimming pool. Temperature control month only at Beer Beer and More Beer. The Brewing Network brings together the winner of the Sam Adams Long Shot Competition and the most awarded homebrewer in history to do battle in the next chapter of The Jamil Show. Can you brew it? 
Every episode, Jamil Zanishev and Mike McDowell lay their reputations on the line to brew your favorite commercial beer and put their results to the test. Perfect match or perfect drain pour. Tune in for the recipes, techniques, and interviews with the pros that answer the question, Can You Brew It? The Jamil Show, Can You Brew It? airs every other Monday on the Brewing Network. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. And now, back to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. I do believe I have Rob Todd on the line. Uh, hang on just one second. I've also got another phone call. We've got a new listener, and I'll do this real quick uh, before it gets too late in the show. Wanted to call and uh, tell us he's enjoying the show. Uh, who are we talking to, caller? What's happening? Uh, this is Abe Froman from Medina, Ohio. What's going on, guys? Abe, what's happening, brother? Thanks for calling in. Hey, no problem. Thanks for being there. I mean, I've uh, my wife's off on an internship right now, so I've been... You know, just bacheloring it for the last uh, 10 weeks or so and been working on my all-grain line and trying to put that together as cheap as possible and having the archives to go back and listen to. It's, it's kind of like having a having a buddy that drinks a bunch of brew uh, working on the stuff with you. <laughs> You've got several of we, those buddies here that do yeah. that. Yeah, no problem. Man. Absolutely. Uh, my, we, uh, my wife came home this weekend. We just brewed our first all-grain batch. We brewed a uh, Belgian wit, which is in our fermenter right now. And uh, putting together the rest of my kegging line, so hopefully on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, I should be able to uh, put that into the uh, into a keg and sounds enjoy great. It. Well, you're listening to the right show because uh, Rob Todd's a Belgian uh, style brewer. So uh, if there's anything any, any improvements you want to make on that Belgian wit, then you're in the right place. You might hear some good tips today. So. Excellent. Well, I wanted to let, you know uh, just to give a little bit of feedback. You you and the boys have been. Uh, Saying that you wanted to know where new, you know, new listeners uh, actually found BN. Yeah, I was uh, hanging out with my wife at a, a brew pub in uh, in Benton Harbor, Michigan, called Delivery. Okay, and just uh, sitting there chatting with the uh, with the bartender. She's a home brewer, and you know, we're just talking. And as I you know, got progressively more drunk off of their uh, the Red Cask Ale, oh, it was wonderful stuff. All right, she suggested it, suggested it, and uh, plugged it in my iPhone and. Downloaded it and have been uh, been hooked ever since. Beautiful BN mm-hmm. listeners speaking the gospel. I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. It uh, needs Gotta to be done. Too, my favorite episode was the uh, the Doctoberfest, the first uh, <laughs> Doctoberfest. It was a good show. <laughs> One of my favorites. Well, thanks very much, brother, for the support and for listening. I appreciate it. I got to get to Rob, but uh, hey, keep cool. brewing, man. Thank you. We'll do. Thank you very much. Cheers, brother. All right. Always nice to hear. Thank you for the phone call, and I like to hear that uh, the army is spreading the word for us. It's getting out there, letting people know. Hey, Rob, are you with us? I am with you. There and I'm he actually is. the last caller was brewing a Belgian white. I'm actually drinking a Belgian style white. Ah, uh, right. is it your uh, Belgian style white? <laughs> What's that? Is it yours? Is it an Allagash? 
Indeed it is. Yeah. Yep, just opened it. So hanging out on my porch, just drinking a beer. Very nice. Well, I'm really glad to have you on the show. Uh, you know, you've, you, Allagash has been one of my favorite breweries uh, for years, so uh, I'm excited to be able to talk oh, to you cool. finally. Thanks. Um, now, I met you at the Craft Brewers Conference just briefly, uh, just this past year in, in Boston. It's a pleasure to shake your hand. Yep. And uh, did you have a good time at the conference this year? I had a great time. It was a blast, yeah. It was a little different for me because, you know, in past years I've uh, been able to go to a lot of a lot of the talks and do a lot of the events. And this year, uh, because it was so close to the brewery, we, we bought a, brought a big crew from the brewery. So great. Uh, I was actually in meetings most of the time, um, just trying to introduce our crew to a lot of our wholesalers who were there. Okay. But uh, I did have a great time. It was a blast. What is your distribution like? Uh, you, you must have a, a fairly large network of wholesalers. We we have a, a fairly large network. Uh, we, we're in about 17 states right now. Okay. And it, it's funny. We, we've got a pretty large network because uh, when I start, I started about 14 years ago, and for the first. 10 or 12 years, really no one was drinking the Belgian-style beers, and we just we just couldn't sell much of this beer, so I spent a lot of my time just going out, trying to get wholesalers, and just uh, opening up every state I could so we could sell enough beer. Okay. So we developed a pretty big network of wholesalers, and now I think we've got about 25 wholesalers in 17 states, and uh, it's funny because about... Uh, as probably a lot of your listeners know, three or four years ago, the Belgian category just took off. Yeah, sure. and since then we have not been able to keep up. And we've we've even had to pull out of a couple states. Wow! And uh, we might have to pull out of a couple more just because we cannot make enough beer. Nothing worse than pulling but, out early. You know, oh. things are going well, and uh, before you know it, you get, you're done. You didn't want to be done, but uh, what are you going to do if you can't keep up? It wasn't the finish you were thinking of. Yeah. That's a good analogy. I never thought about that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that for you, actually, Rob. Exactly yeah. what you're talking about, because and and I wanted to ask you about it. Um, you know, because you got in, in into brewing. Uh, Allagash uh, opened in '95, in if I did my research right. Um, yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And you started, started right with the Belgian brewery in '94, okay. and then started uh, actually selling beer in '95. You did. Okay. And you went straight for. I mean, when you created the brewery, you created a Belgian style brewery at a time when this category was not a big. I think to say not a big category in the United States is an understatement. You know, it was an almost non-existent category. And for the first really eight, ten, twelve years, I mean, it got it got easier after eight or so years, but. Um, not a lot, and uh, really didn't get. It, it, it was really it was tough to sell these beers. So just a couple of years ago, no one had really been exposed to them. No one was drinking them, and uh, our flagship Algash White, which is the beer we started with, I used to walk into potential draft accounts and pour them a beer. And they'd look at it, and it was cloudy, and they'd say, you know, what's wrong with it? Was their first reaction, <laughs> right. was it cloudy? And then they'd taste it and say, why does it look weird? Why does it smell weird? And really, no one had been exposed to the Belgian-style beers, or very few people had, and very few people were drinking them back then. Yeah. See, I think, now, knowing what uh, what I, I do know about you and about your beers and about your brewery, you, you got into Belgian beers cause you, because you loved the beers. Uh, you loved the style. Yes. But that's still, I, I commend that. But it's kind of a ballsy move to uh, to become a, a solely Belgian brewer in a you know in a desert of Belgian beers out here. 
Yeah, you, you know, it, it's exactly what you said. We just loved the beers, and we always wanted to brew them. And really, for the first few years, we were in in business um, a lot. We weren't selling a lot of beer, and I was having to go out and open up all these markets just to make enough beer to survive, or to sell enough beer to survive. Okay. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times I got told by wholesalers, other brewers, retailers, you know, why don't you guys do something more accessible? Why don't you do um, a more kind of mainstream beer? And that's not why we got into this, and we just always stuck with the Belgian thing. And now over the last couple of years, it's obviously, as you guys know, the, yeah. the category has really taken off. But had it not taken off, we'd still be doing the same thing. Okay. Well, I do. I, I do have a lot of respect for that, but it's it is great for you now that you know almost every brewery is making one style of a Belgian beer. Which uh, you know, every time I think somebody else sells a Belgian beer, it helps you guys out too, doesn't it? I think it does. Yeah, it just helps to build the category. Even though there's some awareness for it now, and people are finally drinking the Belgian style beers, I think the category's still got a long way to go. And I think it's great when other breweries come out with uh, with beers in the Belgian style. Yeah. Now, what got you into them? How did you discover Belgian beer? Because uh, I didn't discover Belgian beer until it was, you know, kind of the beginning of its popularity out here. I, I had my first Russian River Damnation. Um, and, yeah, oh, that's a great beer. But, I was actually drinking that. I was just at Seattle Beer Week yeah. um, two days ago, and I was drinking Damnation with Vinny, the owner of Russian River, and yeah. he brews some obviously phenomenal beers. I love his beers. It is. I had um, his, you know, and it turned me right onto Belgian beers. I went to yours after Russian River. Um, but yeah, but yeah. see, I had a choice. I had selection around me. You didn't. So how did you get into the style? I, I uh, and it's kind of another whole story, but I stumbled into the beer business and um, really learned the trade at Otter Creek Brewing, which is in Middlebury, Vermont. And while I was brewing there, uh, we used to, uh, during, say, like a month's period, all the brewers there, everyone that was working there, would just get one or two beers each week um, at a local liquor store, or they'd grab some beers if they were traveling around the country or even out of the country. And we'd just accumulate, say, 30 or so beers, put them in the fridge at the brewery, and then after a month, month and a half, we'd all sit around and, and just try the different beers. Okay. And that was the first time I got exposed to the Belgian styles. And I just, I was... I don't know if I immediately fell in love with them, but I was intrigued by them. Yeah. And I was intrigued by the fact that they were so unique. And uh, once I started drinking more and more of them, um, I, I absolutely did fall in love with them. Okay. Yeah, and see, I think that's what turned me on to Belgian beers, too. I've had a lot of bad Belgian-style beers, but they're still intriguing. Uh, you, know, you use that word. I, I like it because they're still very complex. They have a lot of uniqueness that you don't find in other beers. So even the bad ones, I enjoy analyzing and figuring out what they, they did to it. So, um, yeah, it's a much. I think it's a headier beer. You, know, you have to think about your beer more if you're a Belgian beer drinker. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot going on in Belgian-style beers um, that isn't going on in a lot of beer categories. There's just, it's a really unique category of beers. I almost, or, or one of the ways we look at it, and I think if you talk to different brewers of Belgian-style beers, they're going to they're gonna say different things, and, you know, different things motivate them, and they find different things important about the beers they're brewing, but for us, we kind of look at Belgian-style beers as almost being a, 
combination of beer and wine. Belgium is really sandwiched between Germany and France, so their beer culture picks up a lot from... Uh, obviously beer culture in Germany, but their beer culture also picks up a lot from wine culture in France. So we almost look at it as brewing beers with wine yeast, and it just it brings out fl- flavor in the beer that you, you just don't get with a lot of um, other traditional yeast cultures. And there's, there's such a huge variety of yeast cultures available mm-hmm. um, for these styles of beers. And really... Uh, there are a lot of uh, wild yeast cultures and bacterias that brewers have never even used to make beers, um, which if you use in beers, you still get that Belgian character, um, which is the case in a beer we just brewed called the Confluence. Do we have that beer? We did. We did grab that. Yeah. Oh, good. We're going we're gonna to be able to try that and talk to you about that beer a little bit later. Okay. Uh, we're drinking your Grand okay. Cru right now, by the way. Uh, oh, cool. That was our starting beer, and uh, <laughs> this is a very nice beer. Um it's got the uh, that that Belgian sugar malt sweetness, um, yeah. and not as much of the Belgian yeast character to me. It's more on the malty side than the yeasty Love side, I guess, spicy, is what I'm yeah. saying. Um, well, I would agree with that. That's definitely one of our maltier beers, the Grand Cru and the Four, and those two beers are much different beers. Okay, but the Grand Cru is definitely a malty beer. Um, with each of the beers we do, you know, whenever we come out with a new beer, we don't just come out with a new beer to add another beer to the to the portfolio of beers we have. We try to do something with each of the different beers. Um, you know, in some beers we try to have, you know, spices express themselves. Some beers we try to have the yeast express hmm. itself. Um, in the case of the Grand Cru, uh, I think you hit the nail right on the head. We really try to have the malts in that beer express themselves. And it, it is spiced. It's brewed with a Belgian yeast, but it, it definitely does have uh, a real nice kind of malt character to it. Okay. What do you do to get that malt character? I'm curious about candy sugar and, um, you know, even there's, there's, the, there's the syrup you can use now or the rock uh, version. How do you get a good Belgian malty beer? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> Not that I, I think it it really you know it depends on the yeast strain you're using and the equipment you're using and okay. the temperature you're fermenting at. I think you know one of the it, that's actually a really good question. Um, and I, I think one of the things we've always tried to do at the brewery we started. Um, instead of just starting with five or six beers, like a lot of breweries do, we just started with one beer, the Allagash White, which mm-hmm. is now our flagship. Okay. Um, draft only, just in the local market. And we really kind of lived with that beer for almost a year before we came out with the second beer. So we spent a lot of time uh, just kind of learning about our equipment and learning about the ingredients we're using, the malts we're using, the yeast we're using, the hops. Um so I think um, we, we just got a feel for our equipment and our ingredients and our yeast. And so by the time we came out with the Grand Crew, which was probably three or four years after uh, I had started the brewery, okay, uh, we had a feel with our equipment and with our yeast how to kind of bring out that malt character. But I think it's, you know, it's tough to say you need to 
Y and Z to bring out a mauled character and a beard. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I guess maybe though, as an example, could you tell me a little bit about the malt bill on your Grand Cru and what you're doing to get the uh, fermentable sugar in this beer? Ooh, you know what? This should <laughs> Jason should be doing this interview for this, oh, for this question. Is he now in charge of this? <laughs> so, the everyday uh, brewing. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, I was uh, when I when I started, I was doing all the brewing, and I did all the brewing for the first, um, oh man, probably five or six years, um, at least the first couple years. And um, our first uh, brewer, Ned White, um, I worked with him pretty much in every single batch for a number of years. And then uh, I think Jason, who's now our brewmaster, he's been there for twelve years. Okay, and he, he does a phenomenal job. Um, and he, I, I kind of handed that torch over to him a couple of years ago, okay. um, a brewmaster. And he'd he'd probably be able to answer that question now a lot better than I can. But um, in terms of the malt bill, from what I recall in that beer, um, it's it's mainly comprised of two row and some caramel malts, uh, quite a bit of sixty lovey caramel malts, mm-hmm. um, and also quite a bit of candy sugar. And one of the things we try to do in all of our beers um, is we like beers that drink um, pretty dry, uh, not too sweet and malty. And I think, believe it or not, I think that brings out the malt character of the beer if it's not too sweet and malty. Yeah. I think it allows the beer to kind of, kind of express the subtleties of the malt. Um, so with that particular beer... Um, we go easy on, and if I remember correctly, when we started brewing that beer, we used a lot more um, caramel malt. We used a lot higher mash temperature. And over the first couple of years, we kind of lowered the mash temperature and took out some of the caramel malts because it kind of had an overpowering malty sweetness to it. Okay. And by by lowering the mash temperature, the, the finishing gravity comes down a little bit. And by taking out some of those caramel malts, it's a little less sweet. And it allows the subtleties of the malt to express themselves a little bit more. That's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about this? Do you recall uh, where, and I hope this isn't a silly question, uh, we've been talking about w- where to add uh, candy sugar uh, or, the, or, or the syrup even um, in our brewing process mm-hmm. as home brewers. Um, where do you put yep. the candy sugar in? Does that go right into the kettle? Do you do it at fermentation? Um, where are you adding that sugar? We do in the kettle. Very early in the boil, and I, and I honestly don't think it really matters when in the boil you add it because you're not going to change um, the the way the the way the sugars ferment uh, depending on when you add it in the kettle. But I think you know it's important to add it in the kettle because it sterilizes it. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. you're not st- starting with a sterile sugar, it, it's a nice, especially as a home brewer, it's a nice kind of guarantee you're sterilizing it if you're adding it in the kettle. Sure. And we add our sugar about half an hour, 15 minutes to a half an hour after the boil starts, and we do an hour and a half boil. Okay. All right. Um, That's a good tip. So, and we've actually, we've used a number of different kinds of sugars at the brewery, and we're having a lot of fun with that uh, lately with just some more, you know, one of the great things about what's happening in this industry now is uh, no matter what you call them, extreme beers or experimental beers, um, a lot of brewers are pushing the envelope, and a lot of the home brewers out there, which is great, are willing to kind of experiment with these beers and try these new beers. 
Um, you know, the home brewers are buying them, and just everyone else is getting into craft brew business. And what it's doing is it's allowing craft brewers like Allagash or Dogfish Head or Russian River, Avery, um, and, you know, Port Brewing. Those are those guys are all buddies of mine, and there's plenty of other good brew, you know, great breweries out there. It's allowing us to kind of experiment and learn and come up with new styles. Yeah. Uh, you know, not every single one of them is a home run, but, you know, we're kind of like home brewers, too. We're just trying new things. Sometimes you just have to try something and uh, and see where it goes. So we've been using lots of different kinds of sugars in our beers. Um, we've used light candy sugar from Belgium, mm-hmm. um, dark candy sugar, molasses. Uh, we use date sugar in our four. So it's just interesting to try new ingredients and, and see what kind of outcome it has. Yeah, because they all ferment different with different flavors. And, and like you said at the beginning of this malt question, that it also depends on what yeast you're using. I imagine that that affects you know, the sugar compared to the yeast. Um, it has a huge effect. The the yeast strain, you know, and, and this is just kind of one of my things, uh, yeast strain is just critical with beer. Um, I think if you talk to most brewers, they'd say that, but even especially with Belgian-style beer, if you look in the Belgian brewing culture, for a pretty small geographical area, there's just, you know, really an almost limitless variety of yeast strains available. Um from kind of the Brabant style pale ale, or you know, or kind of yeah, almost a pale ale yeast uh, to a saison yeast and a Belgian wit yeast, um, all the Trappist yeasts, and then once you get into the wild yeast, you know, it's almost it's almost limitless. Yeah. Um, in the bacterias uh, for the fermentation, so really with Belgium for for yeast there there are almost limitless possibilities especially when you start to combine them you bring out flavors um that you just couldn't get in the beer any other way right and did Rob Rob did you kind of work with any Belgian brewers you know when you first started off ask a lot of questions um try to source ingredients from these guys how did you kind of approach that was there something you i mean inspiration wise was there something you wanted to man i want to make a, an orval i want to make something how did you kind of you know it, we actually when i started one of the things i i really wanted to make sure we did was not base any of our beers on any other beers hmm. cool. i, I kind of look at it as you know if someone's brewing another beer what's the point in brewing it so we've always tried to do our own thing uh, but there have definitely been styles that have intrigued us um, the first one was the white beer. Mm-hmm. I tra- when I was at Otter Creek, I tried the Cellus White. Um, and it's funny because the, the first time I tried that beer, and this is back in probably 1993, uh, the, you know, I got a six-pack of that. I was like, yeah, you know, okay, what's this? I, I, I grabbed a six-pack of it, um, brought it back to my house. Um, I was living with a college buddy of mine at the time when I was brewing at Otter Creek. And I opened the first bottle took a sip of it and my first reaction was <laughs> the same reaction everyone got when they tried um our beer when we started was you know what's wrong with this there's something <laughs> wrong with this beer yeah and i handed it over to my buddy i'm like you try this and he tried it he's like i kind of like this i said you know give me that bottle so i grabbed it back from him tried the beer and i said you know maybe maybe this is okay uh by two or three beers later i was in love with the style <laughs> um 
So we, the, the approach we've always taken is, you know, we've sometimes gotten intrigued by these styles, but we make sure when we brew something, we do our best to make sure um, you know, it's it's unique to Allagash. It's our own beer. Yeah. Um, we don't want to do a beer um, that anyone else has done. So, you know, we'll sure. get inspired by styles, but try to do our own thing. Okay, if, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Do you use, uh, you know, talking about all these different yeasts and and you could blend them? And um, aside from the bacteria, keep that aside for a second. Your kind of base mm-hmm. yeast. Do you use a lot of different yeasts, or do you have just a house uh, Belgian yeast? We, for about, if you look at all the volume we do, mm-hmm. about 97% of the volume we do is with one yeast strain. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, I think, a Belgian. That's one of the very few things we keep a little secret, just to keep a little bit of mystery to it. Okay. Sure. Um, but for our, for our uh, white beer and for 98% of the volume we do, it's one yeast strain. It is, okay. And it's funny because when I started the brewery, I always said, um, we'll only use one yeast strain. I, I really didn't want to have another yeast strain because, as you guys know, and as anyone who's out there listening that's a home brewer knows, um, you've got to be careful with multiple yeast strains. Um, not to uh, basically, you know, if, if we're sharing any hoses in the brewery or equipment, you got to make sure none of those yeast strains jump into um, a fermentation with your primary yeast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I always said we'll only use one yeast strain. I want to keep this simple. Um, and probably about six or seven years after we started, we introduced a second yeast strain and then a third. And now we do about 98% of our beers with one strain. But we probably have 10 or 15 other strains we've used for specialty beers. Mm. And now we love using different strains. And it's okay. a little bit of work, and you have to be pretty cautious. But, you know, we use tons of strains right now. Well, and if you look at, at you can go to uh, Allagash.com, by the way, and look at this. And you have a beer list there. You have a lot of different beers. So I can imagine that you're we do. then yeah. juggling a lot of different uh, yeasts as well. Do you bank your own yeast yeah. there for, for these different ones? Or will you uh, call your supplier and say, uh, you know, doing this beer again, I, I need to grab some yeast from you? Um, we can bank it at the brewery, but we do use yeast suppliers to bank it okay. just for that kind of just to be sure that they're in a safe, kind of protected place yeah. off-site. I think it just makes a lot... It's almost like data storage with a mm-hmm. computer. Oh, yeah. It's nice to have some storage off-site. Um, so we use a couple different uh, yeast companies to store the yeast, and the ones we're most concerned about are our proprietary yeast that we use, again, to ferment 98% of our beer, and then, um, as it sounds like we'll get to in a sec for that beer, we do the confluence, um, that's brewed with a Britannomyces, at least we think, um, it's <laughs> at least a wild yeast um, that we found growing in a batch of beer at the brewery. So really with th- those two yeasts, we, we really want to make sure we have... Um, you know, multiple sites of storage. And we have yeast uh, companies that grow it up uh, to a pitchable rate for us to, to right. pitch it at the brewery. Although we can easily do it at the brewery. We have a lab where we can, where we can easily do that. Now, I'm curious about this. Uh, you, f- you found this, Brett, in a batch of beer at your, at your brewery. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Did you have a beer and went, oh, uh, we didn't put that in there, and then have it analyzed? How did you discover this yeast? That's pretty close to it. We actually had a beer 
um, which we were going to do that was a, uh, we, we kind of wanted to loosely, in, in a lot of these, a lot of the beers we've been doing lately uh, on the more experimental side, um, you really can't put into any specific category. But we had a beer which, for lack of a better description, was uh, loosely based on a Saison, mm-hmm. a little bit higher alcohol, um, and we added a Saison yeast to this beer. We were going to ferment it out with a Saison yeast. And as any home brewer who's out there listening that's used a Saison yeast, it's classic for a Saison yeast to have a real healthy fermentation for the first half of the fermentation and then either peter out or just totally stop. Okay. And uh, in the case of this beer, we added the Saison yeast. It fermented great for three days, real strong fermentation, and then it came to a grinding halt and stopped fermenting. Um, and then we have a fermentation lock a lot like uh, what homebrewers use, which is basically uh, we have a bucket of water and there's a, uh, a stainless steel pipe that comes out of the tank and we hook a hose up and run it into the bucket and you can see it bubbling like those little fermentation locks on the top of a car buoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw it bubbling quite a bit and we obviously have ways to, to monitor fermentation and check it and, and, and saw it was, it was going very well. And then we came in one day and it absolutely stopped. Uh, and we we kind of shrugged our shoulders and said, you know, you know, maybe it'll get going. It didn't get going uh, for a number of days. We tried to get it restarted by rousing it. Um, nothing would get it going. Uh, raising the temperature a little didn't get it going. And we finally just kind of forgot about it. We didn't need the tank. And we came into work about three weeks later. And it was bubbling again. Ah. You kind of like looking at your fermentation lock as a home brewer in a car buoy and have it, you know, doing nothing for um, three weeks and then walking into your closet or basement, wherever you're keeping it, and it's all of a sudden bubbling again real happily. Um, so I said, wow, great, it started to ferment again. Uh, we <laughs> took a sample. Yeah, exactly. Magic. Uh, secondary <laughs> fermentation. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as we were tasting it, we were kind of looking at each other and saying, you know, this tastes like there's something in it that we didn't put in it. <laughs> it just had a much different flavor profile. Yeah. But we also, we loved the direction it was going. Okay. Uh, so we, in in the meantime, we were doing our standard lab work, and we saw something growing in the beer that was not a standard uh, brewing ale yeast. Um, so we, you know, we kind of had a combination of panic that we had a, a batch of beer that had something growing in it that we didn't want because we might have had to dump the beer. Um, but we also said, you know, this beer is just, t- you know, tasting better every day we taste it. Uh, so we let it ferment out. It took two or three months to finish. And in the meantime, we had determined it was, uh, you know, 99% sure it was a Britannomyces yeast, which is a, a very... Um, kind of classic yeast culture for some uh, classic uh, Belgian styles. And um, so we let the fermentation finish, and then when it was done, we, we just fell in love with the beer. And we thought it would be real well suited to age in oak, so we cut about two-thirds of what was in the tank into oak, aged it, and we used uh, French oak wine barrels, Merlot and Syrah barrels, mm. aged it for eight months, and uh, then blended the stainless and oak together, and that was the interlude. That's how he, okay. you know, kind of came up with that beer, and that's how that yeast was kind of born. So then you just cultured and, and kept the yeast after that. 
Yeah, we isolated that culture, and we repitched it a number of times into the interlude to make the interlude. Okay. And uh, since then, we started making the Confluence, and we just uh, we released the first batch of that a couple months ago, and another batch of that will probably be released in about two months. Okay. It takes a long time to make those beers. Yeah. Uh, the, the Brett really... Uh, it just takes forever to ferment out. It's it's a real slow fermenter, but you just you can't get that flavor any other way. So it's worth it. Love that flavor. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna. Have, I hope that beer gets cold soon, Chad. We're gonna, we're gonna open up that confidence oh, yeah. too. Uh, one of our listeners wanted to know um, what's different about. He says, "What's different about Allagash's Brett strain?" And I don't know if that's the story you just told. If that's what's different, or is there something else that that makes your Brett strain different? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, I have no idea what makes it different. And one of the things we need to do is get it, and I, I guess it depends on the question. I mean, what's different genetically about it or yeah. um, whether it's Britannomyces brucellensis or, uh, you know, what uh, Britannomyces strain it is. Um, we don't even know yet, and we we've... Every time I do an interview like this or do a beer dinner, mm-hmm. um, someone will ask me that, and I'll say, you know what, we got to get it analyzed and see what it is and just what makes it different um, kind of from a scientific standpoint, and we've just never done it. Okay. Um, in terms of what it makes it different uh, flavor-wise, um, it's got, a, I think, a very unique flavor. Um, some breaths or the, most of the Brett's, Brett beers that I've tried, they have a real kind of, um, you know, real kind of funky, barnyardy uh, character to it. This particular Brett has just a touch of that, but it's also got a real kind of nice, gentle, fruity character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a, a very distinctive bread crust flavor to it. Um so, you know, if, from a scientific standpoint, I'm not sure what the difference is. Um, it might be very similar to, to, to some of the other commercially available um, Brett yeast, if it is a Brett yeast. From a flavor standpoint, I think the biggest difference is um, it, it's got kind of a, a clean uh, horsehair, barnyardy character. There's just a little bit of that in there. Okay. It's got much more of a real distinctive bread crusty graham crackery character to it. Sounds great. I don't mind myself some uh, severe horse blankety either, but uh, oh, I, lo- I love it too. Yeah. I love it too. This particular one doesn't, and, that, and it's a good question because that, that's one of the reasons we fell in love with this yeast is because it's it is different. Yeah, you know, it's not kind of a run of the mill bread. Um, again, if that's what it is, but uh, right. it it just it has a very unique character to it. What I like is that it sounds like it's truly a regional yeast of yours. I mean, it is not something that you cultured from another bottle or, or got from a yeast bank that you know is a, a, a Brett strain from Belgium. It's, it's, it's a main Brett strain, uh, uh, the state, uh, Brett strain uh, that happened to land in your beer, it sounds like. Well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you know, I it love is that. a it is a strain of breath that somehow made it into the beer. Yeah, um, we think it's because fermentation. It was it was a it was a new tank that we had bought, okay. and when we kind of tried to figure out how it got in there, um, we noticed there was a very loose fitting on the top of the tank. So we figured when fermentation stopped. Um, the beer cooled down. It created uh, really a vacuum in the tank. Yeah, sucked air in through this loose fitting and brought 
you know, probably five or six little yeast cells into the tank. And right. Before we knew it, there were billions of little yeast cells in the tank. So wild. And, that, and it, it, it was interesting because it wasn't, you know, it was just one single culture in that tank with the... Uh, with the with the uh, saison yeast we'd added, so okay. it's very easy to isolate. Yeah, that's great. Good story. I I want to talk to you more about wild yeast, and particularly I want to ask you about your cool ships. I got to take a quick break and take care of some sponsors. Can you stick with us? I can't. I'm going to need to open a beer. <laughs> do that. We'll do the same. Uh, I got Rob Todd on the line from Allagash with us, and uh, we're talking Belgian beers. We're going to keep talking about uh, wild yeasts, and I'm going to ask him about the use of cool ships, which is pretty rare here in the U.S., and actually even in brewing around the world today. So uh, stick with us. Allagash Brewing's on the line. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. In the past year, the Brewing Network has been able to add two new shows, expand our studio capabilities and quality, and bring more beer information home to you than ever before. In no small part, this is due to subscribers like you. Thank you from all of us at the Brewing Network. Without your monthly support of any denomination, we could not bring you the very best in live beer radio like Can You Brew It? Brew Strong and the Sunday Session. Haven't signed up yet? Join your fellow brewers in the BN Army. Sign up today at thebrewingnetwork.com for a recurring donation as little as $2 a month. Besides all the great live radio you'll support, every subscriber is automatically entered in monthly raffles for amazing brew gear like a conical fermenter, a temperature control system, or your own draft setup. Become a part of the Bee and Army today. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft 
beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. We do our best. Welcome back to the program. It's the session. I've got Rob Todd from Allagash on the line with us. You go to Allagash.com and uh, look everything up that you need to know. If you've got any questions, 888-401-BEER, or you can join Bevo in the chat room, and she'll send your questions along to us. All right, Rob, did you get yourself a fresh beer? I did indeed. What, same kind? I'm doing a quick little Twitter here. Oh, good. Oh. Which I've started to do, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we just started that uh, late last year also, and it's worked out great. It's a good way just to, because you can instantly let people know what's happening. We used to get a lot of complaints that we weren't letting people know enough of what we're doing, and now we do it instant, you know. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, it, it works well. You know, it's funny, uh, um, I'm finishing writing right here and drinking a white. <laughs> and drinking a white. <laughs> we just opened your Fluxus. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Fluxus, exactly. Yeah, that's a nice beer. It's funny, uh, the the way I got, uh, uh, I spelled mosquitoes wrong. Eh, who cares? <laughs> You're allowed to misspell on Twitter, <laughs> I think. <laughs> that's right. It's funny, I got into this, I was uh, at an event in uh, San Francisco, actually in San Francisco, at San Francisco Beer Week, oh. um, at the uh, Trappist. Yeah, true. Which is a great place in it Oakland. Is. We tried to actually um, make it there to meet you, but yeah. uh, we were at—I think we were coming from Hayward that day at double the, the, the double I, the Bistro Fest. But, oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I wanted to you. get to that, and my plane got a de- little delayed, so I couldn't make it. Uh, I was pretty bummed out about that. But yeah, uh, yeah Vic's awesome. That owns the Bistro. He's a good yeah. buddy of mine. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had I had about uh, three weeks ago, three weeks prior to that, switched to Gmail. There's like a purpose to the story here. Okay, it's a no worries. <laughs> That's all right. I just switched to Gmail, and you know, it, it, at first it was a little hard to get used to, but after a while, I just like fell in love with Gmail. And I'm on the road a lot, and Gmail is just unbelievable. Yeah. And I started using uh, Gmail, uh, the Google Calendar. I started using Google Contacts, and I just I fell in love with Google and Gmail. It's the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah. And uh, there were some guys that came up to me when I was at the Trappist, and they were saying to me, uh, you know, dude, can you come by our company and talk about the beer? I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And I was like, where do you guys work? And they're like, oh, we work at Google on the Gmail team. Ah. Like, no way. <laughs> like, you know, sign me up, dude. I will come out and talk to you guys anytime you want. Right. You know, I was just telling them how I was a total convert. And so I ended up uh, going out there, <laughs> and it was funny because the guy who got me uh, signed up to go out to Gmail had just taken a job at Twitter. 
So okay. anyway, I did the whole the whole Gmail thing, which was unbelievable. Really cool crew there. Um, and yeah, I started talking to the, you know, obviously continuing to talk to the guy who had gotten me out there. It was now Twitter. And I said, well, you know, let me come out and do a talk at Twitter. I had so much fun at Gmail. So I'm going out there, and he got me signed up at Twitter. And now, uh, you know, I've been doing the Twitter thing every yeah. couple of days, and that, that's a lot of fun. It's, it's just cool to be able to kind of, uh, it's fun to, to fill people in on the stuff that you do kind of outside the, the everyday brewing job, you know? Yeah. I agree that we use it most when we're traveling, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, we'll be in other states, and we'll say, "Hey, we're at uh, you know such and such bar having a beer for this event," and you know, within an hour, listeners will show up to come hang out and have a beer yeah. with us, and it's just great. It's really uh, it's cool to do that. Uh, it was a yeah, big topic uh, at CBC this year. Mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook were a huge topic. I sat through two different lectures that were on the topic, mm-hmm. and the 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 one at the end, which was about kind of blogging and social networking in general, the blogosphere and and and, and people like us. I'm not sure why I wasn't invited to speak on the panel. That <laughs> uh, was very strange. Uh, it was uh, the room was full, and it wasn't full with oh, just wow. um, you know. Uh, it was full with uh, Charlie Papazian was sitting in on it to figure it out, and uh, you know there was a lot of. Uh, uh, it was kind of a who's who of brewers here at this, at this essentially this blog, uh, you know, uh, lecture, and it's kind of a big deal in beer right now. Every brewery. Uh, on Earth seems to have a Twitter and a Facebook and a you name it. You so know. can yeah. we follow Allagash or is it Rob Todd? Can we follow both? Are you um, doing no, a it's Allagash well? Beer. Oh, it's great. It's just called oh, cool. Allagash Beer, so it's A-L-L-A-G-A-S-H-B-E-E-R. Awesome. You know, I think it's really cool, too, because, you know, I try to get out on the road a lot, and, you know, I love meeting people, and I love doing these events, and, you know, it's kind of fun. It, a lot of people come up to me like, oh, dude, that must be the best job in the world, and that must be so cool. And, you know, the only thing they see is um, me showing up to the beer dinner or whatever. And it's it's cool on Twitter. One of the things I like to do is, you know, when I was, I was just out um, in Seattle at San Francisco Beer Week, and um, on Saturday morning, you know, the, the great part of the job was Friday night I was out in, at an event, um at the Stumbling Monk, which was a great time. Then Saturday morning, you know, I had to wake up at four in the morning. Go <laughs> you to the were airport. the Stumbling Monk, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just kind of cool, you know. I sat in the airport, and I was like, you know, at the airport, five thirty a.m. Yeah. This is the bad part of the job. It, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to do that. Just to, to kind of communicate, um, you know, all the all the stuff you have to deal with. Yeah, it's uh, a good window. People that drink the beer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's a lot of fun. So. I've got a caller, one of our Pennsylvania listeners on the line. He says he has an Allagash story for us. You want to take that, Rob? Oh, boy. I don't know. Do I? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and by the way, on this program, you never know, man. This could be great or awful. <laughs> it's probably going to be a story that I'm going to have to deny. <laughs> okay. Well, go right ahead. Sure. Brew Daddy from Pennsylvania. What's happening, brother? Hey, how you doing, guys? I'm doing all right. Hey, Rob. Uh, How's it don't going? Worry. This is a good one. Okay. Um... No, we Rob came down for uh, Philly Beer Week. Oh, that was and, a great time. Yeah, I got a chance to meet him at one of the Meet the Brewer nights over at uh, local beer bar Capone's. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good... That, oh, I love that place. Yeah, that Matt awesome. Capone has a really nice... You know, out in the suburbs, but great selection. 
and uh, and a great guy a great too, guy. man. He's 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 the best. He's awesome. Capone? Oh, oh yeah, he was a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so a couple weeks ago, Jay, I heard you saying you had seen Patrick Rue from the brewery and. You think he might be the nicest guy in brewing? Yeah, I got to put my vote for Rob, though. Is is that right? This we might yeah. have to have a nice guy uh, competition on the BM. Yeah. That'll be it a first. Be. Usually, we're Matt, voting who's a douche. Yeah, yeah when uh, <laughs> yeah. Matt Capone, the owner of this bar, he said the first time he started carrying Allagash, like a week later, Rob shows up at the restaurant and just walks in and says, "Hey, I'm Rob Todd from Allagash." Take me around and introduce me to everybody. I want to talk to them about my beer. Wow. I just thought that was the coolest thing. Did you? Is that a true story, or did he exaggerate, Rob? No, I think it's a true story, yeah. And, and Matt Capone, he, he's awesome, man. He's a great guy. He's got a really cool place. And, yeah, I, I remember that first night hanging out there. It was, it was good. It was a Tuesday night. They do these Tuesday night... Uh, uh, they had crabs legs, and I had a blast because we drank a bunch of beer. You know, I met a bunch of people, and we ate crabs legs all night. I mean, how can you beat that, right? Yeah. That sounds very nice. All right, well, that's a good story. I, yeah, I'm telling you, between Patrick and so far Rob, you guys probably are the nicest guys. There's a lot of nice guys in brewing, but just you know, taking extra time and just being nice folks, there's a lot of good stories about you two going around. All right, thanks, Brew Daddy. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right, cheers. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, on the Patrick note, yeah, he's brewing some phenomenal beers. Isn't I he? love his beers. Yeah, he just yeah, he, he really is. He just came out of nowhere, that kid, and uh, we all love his beers. Um, I, we had him on the show not too long ago, and we, I told the whole story. I met him before he was brewing, and he just kind of told me about it. I met him at CBC a few years ago. And then the following year, when CBC was in San Diego, I meet him there again, and he goes, hey, my, my beer's here. You know, and, and I've met a dozen listeners who come up and they say, I'm opening a brewery, and it never happens. And not because they're, they're flakes, I don't mean that, but it's tough. It's a tough thing to do. So when the kid comes, when I see him a year later, and he's like, hey, it's me again, and now my beer's here, and I, I have a Saison, his first Saison, blew my mind, man. He just came out of nowhere. Good beer. Yeah, he's got some great stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, so like I said, we're drinking your uh, Fluxus now. Let me just ask you about that real quick before we start talking to you about your, your cool ships. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it says it's a, an ale brewed with spices. Uh, you've got some ginger in here we can taste. Um, yes. What else can you tell us about this beer? That, you know, that... We have started the brewery. Um, we got we got so many great people at the brewery. I think there's 17 employees there now. Um, and one of the things we've started to do is, if anyone at the brewery has an idea for a beer they want to do, they can do it on a little pilot system, and then we can kind of scale it up to a production level. But we're trying to. It, 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 there are so many just great, passionate people there. And they got so many ideas. Uh, and that's an example of one of those beers. One of our brewers there, um, Tom Bonifair, um, he's been there probably four or five years now. Uh, he came up with this idea. He wanted to do a double wheat beer and spice it with ginger. Um, and we, we do that beer, the Fluxus, we do it differently every single year. Every single year it's a different recipe and kind of a different concept. Okay. Uh, so, so we did it that year, and, you know, I think that beer came out great. It was just a home run. Yeah. Um, 
and we've got a different Fluxus coming out this year, but uh, that beer we brewed about a year ago, it was released almost a year ago, it's still drinking great. I want to say it's even drinking better than when it came out. It's just, it's improving. I love it. Um, this is but, a nice beer. Tasty, do you like this beer? Yeah, I do. I like it. It's, I love the spiciness in it. It's really good. Yeah. It's well balanced. And it's sweet. Yeah, it's a great beer. There's not a lot There's not a lot of it kicking around. Uh, oh, is that anymore. right? And, oh, good. We lucked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's you know it's a phenomenal job. It's got a sweet character to it, but I think it's also dry. It it dries it up on the dry. palate. Yeah, it yeah. finishes dry. Exactly. But it but it tastes sweet, so you can so you can enjoy that. But then you can have another because it finishes dry. Oh, yeah. It's multi sweet. You know, I think that's one of the cool things about ginger is that up front it almost does have like a sweet perception to it. Yeah, but it's got that real crisp kind of uh, uh, spicy finish to it. And so I think the ginger complements that beer very nicely. In what form and where do you add the ginger to this beer? Um, we add freshly ground ginger to the Whirlpool. So after the boil, um, after we boil it and we hop the beer, um, in the Whirlpool, we basically, or I said ground, we really grate, uh, freshly grated ginger okay. and added it to the Whirlpool. Um, that's one of those spices, really any spice. If you add it real early in the boil, you drive off a lot of the kind of um, more delicate uh, aromas and even the tastes. Yeah. Um, Whereas if you add it at the uh, very end of the boil, or in our case, is a you know in a commercial brewery in the whirlpool, um, you you get the flavor into the beer, but you don't drive off a lot of those lighter tastes and aromas. Is this one of those spices that you have to really be careful with and use sparingly because it'll get out of control? Did you you know I, I, do you know how much you put into this batch by chance? I don't know how much we put into it, but uh, to answer your question, yes, it is one of those spices. And I'll also uh, say every every spice you add is one of those spices. Okay, I think the, one of the approaches we take to brewing. Um, is, you know, you've got to be very careful to be subtle with any ingredient you add, whether it's a malt um, or a hop or a spice. We really try to make sure we don't overwhelm the beer with any one character. Um, we really strive for balance. I think if you have one uh, flavor or ingredient or character that overpowers the beer, um, I think... You know, to to put it simply, the beer kind of gets boring. You, you drink two or three sips, and you figured it out, and uh, just kind of boring. I think one of the things that I love about a well balanced beer is that it keeps you guessing as you drink it, and, and you know you're discovering different flavors, you're discovering different aromas. Um, it's just it's interesting to drink, and I think if one flavor or, or aroma or characteristic of the beer overwhelms the other characters, yeah. you know, it, it's not a fun, exciting, dynamic beer to drink. That's an uh, excellent so philosophy. It, it's important, yeah. It's important to be subtle with that particular ingredient, and, and really with any ingredient. Yeah. I, what a great philosophy, and it makes and and in hearing you say that. By the way, I'm I'm a bigger fan now than I was the big at the beginning of the show. We're not even done yet. Uh, but hearing you say that, and then tasting the beer at the same time, it makes sense. I can, you know, it's um, it's not just a, a theory for you. I can, yeah, we're I can, tasting the practice. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's not always done that way, and and you know. Uh, 
not because other brewers are, are, are worse, but it's a difficult thing to do, I think. And, and that's why I'm asking about whether these spices are hard to use, because it's just tough to know how much to use and, and where to use it. Um, it is, and you know, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to have fun and be experimental and do different things, and we, we're not always going to be successful every single time, but that's kind of what we work towards. Yeah. Um, and I think we are most of the time, but, you know, sometimes we have to tweak things a little bit. And with those specialty beers um, and those limited release beers, we'll usually brew uh, one batch, taste it, and then brew, you know, brew another batch to blend with it um, and, and compensate if we have to. But, you know, we're not always going to um, do it perfectly every time. You know, we're, uh, you know, it's... I mean, we do it for a living, but it's kind of like home brewers. We're experimenting. We're trying new things, um, but but that's kind of what we strive for is to is a lot of balance. Yeah, no, you're doing well with it. Um, okay, I want to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, and I think something that'll be interesting to our listeners. I, I want to talk to you about cool ships and and the use of that yeah. in your brewer. Now, everybody on this show knows that uh, you know my favorite uh, brewery on the planet. I, I can never get enough of their beer. Is Cantillon. And uh, yeah. I got to Never go there. Uh, yeah. No, I just <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to go there last year for the first time, and uh, a little bit of heaven on earth for me to be able to be there. And um, and I went with with Chris White, and Chris is the is the is the person who introduced uh, me to you in in Boston. And the first thing he yeah. said to me was because uh, he knows that how, how important this is to me. He says Rob Todd has a cool ship, and. He uses it, <laughs> and so uh, I, as soon as he said that, I knew it'd be a topic for us. Uh, explain to me and to our listeners, uh, in case anyone hasn't seen it or heard me ramble on about it, uh, what is a cool ship, and and how do you use it? Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, Cantillon, that place is unbelievable. I love it. I've been there a bunch of times, and it's a really cool place. And in addition to it being a cool place, yeah. Um, uh, Jean, who, who's the son of Jean Pierre, yeah. who's really doing all the brewing now, is is a great guy. He's he a is really a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, that whole family's cool, and the brewery's cool, and he's really cool. He is. Cool. He let me funny. blend beer with him. He let me uh, go in and just you know, I was just a guy off the street is, for all he knew. But once he found out I was I was a Uber fan, um, he he let me and Chris kind of go around and actually blend our own beers. Took time out of his day. Very sweet. Very nice guy. Yeah, he's 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 great. He's awesome. Um, and really, actually, the story kind of starts with him, and it's kind it's funny because uh, he was actually at the brewery just after the CBC. He came up to the brewery, and it was it was just you know, it was really cool for me having him because I've only ever seen him in his brewery, and and yeah. I'm like you, you know, I idolize that place. It's awesome. It's yeah. just a it's a really cool place. Um, but he was hanging out at the brewery with Jason and I um, and, you know, trying our spontaneously fermented beers. It was just really cool having him there. But uh, Yeah, I bet. He, I was in Belgium about, uh, I don't know, it was around two years ago um, with my other uh, derelict and delinquent brewery buddies, Adam Avery and uh, Tommy and Vinny and Sam. All the delinquents. Um, Exactly, all of us were over there, and uh, we spent quite a bit of time at Canyon, and, and you know, really the whole cool ship thing and spontaneous fermentation. Um, a, it 
kind of scared me. You know, a lot of microbes you don't want in a brewery. Um, and B, like every other brewery on the planet, you one of the things you learned is the Alambic style you can only make in the Sen Valley area. Um, when we went into Cantian, we kind of were talking about this with Jean, and he was saying, you know what, you can make these beers anywhere. They, they may not be the same, but you can make these beers anywhere if you have the right kind of climate conditions. And that kind of got my gears turning. Okay. And, um, you know, I think I, I just woke up about a year and a half ago one morning and said, you know what, we're going to try to make these beers. And I don't know if we'll ever sell them, but we're just going to try it. We're going to see if it can be done. Nice. So we built a cool ship. We had a local fabricator build a cool ship. Um, it's a pretty big cool ship. I mean, it holds probably 15 barrels of beer, which is 450 gallons of beer. Um, so d- define it for me this. real quick, just for anybody who doesn't know what a cool ship is, actually. It's basically, to, to brew this, the traditional Lambic beers, which we don't call our beer Lambic, we call it spontaneous. You know, I think the Lambic should kind of be reserved for beers that are brewed in that Sand Valley area. Um, almost like champagne should be reserved for uh, wines that are made in France that are uh, naturally carbonated. But um, the basic concept is, for most beers, you take in the mash tun, you break the... Uh, starch in the barley down into sugar, you boil it, um, hop it, you cool it in a sterile environment, and then you add a uh, usually a single-cell yeast culture that's controlled, yeah. and you ferment it out with that yeast culture. Uh, the biggest difference with the um, spontaneously fermented beers, the lambic beers, um, essentially, and there are some other made, you know, there are some other important differences, but essentially, after the beer is boiled and hopped, instead of cooling it in a sterile environment and adding yeast, um, you're cooling it in very shallow, open vessels that are exposed to the outside air. And the outside air not only cools um, the boiling wort, but it also introduces uh, natural yeast and bacteria, um, which when the beer, you know, after the beer cools overnight, that natural yeast and bacteria is left in the beer or the wort. Mm -hmm. Uh, It goes into a wooden barrel and it, you know, quote-unquote spontaneously ferments in the barrel. Okay. Um, So, you know, it it, it appears as if it's spontaneous because no yeast has been added, but really what you've done is you've added the yeast from the natural um, environment, from the air. Right. Um, and okay. we did the same thing. We built a we built a eight by eight, you know eight foot by I think twelve foot um, uh, vessel that's about um, a foot deep, mm-hmm. and we'll make a traditional spontaneous beer. We use hops that we've aged at the brewery. We do a long boil. Um, How long is a long we boil? Pump it out. Um, we boiled for about four and a half hours. I'm not sure if we actually need to boil that long. Um, but we boiled for four and a half hours. What that does, you, the, the lambic brewers traditionally used age, use aged hops yeah. because the bitterness doesn't really suit the beer very well. It doesn't suit the flavor profile of the beer very well. Um, but the hops are important from a flavor standpoint, and they're also important from a preservative standpoint. Okay. Um, so what they'll do is they'll use an aged hop, which aged hops lose their... Uh, ability to bitter beer. 
also, they'll age the hops, so they're not going to add as much bitterness, but they add some flavor, um, and they also uh, give the beer the preservative quality. Okay. Um, the downside of an aged hop is that it almost gives what you call a cheesy character to the beer, and it, it really does. It almost smells like cheese. Yeah. Um, I like so that. So when you add these hops to the wort, you need to boil it for a long time to drive off that cheesy character. Oh, I see. Okay. So after boiling, we'll pump it into this cool ship, let it cool overnight. Uh, the natural, in this case, main air, inoculates it with wild yeast and bacteria. You have, like, the um, windows open and stuff? Is that how it... Oh, yeah. You do? Okay. Absolutely. Are you... Yeah, I don't absolutely. know wh- about your your location. Are you... And I think this is important. Are you in the middle of a city? Are you... Uh, is there a field next to you? I mean, what's getting in there? Um, we're kind of on the edge of Portland, and it's it's in a quote unquote industrial park. Okay. But uh, there's a lot of woods in this industrial park, and we back right up onto woods. Okay. So the little cool ships, it's you know, it's kind of almost in the woods. Um. So in in we're only a couple miles from the ocean, and I think the most important part of the environment though is the fact that um, from late October to probably mid to late December, and also late February to early April, the weather conditions are very similar to the weather conditions in the Sand Valley in terms of uh, temperature. Okay. Um, during the day, the temperature gets up into the low 50s on average, and at night it gets up just above, or it gets down to just above freezing at night. Um, so we have conditions that very closely uh, mimic the conditions in the Sun Valley during those periods, and that's when we've when we've brewed these beers. Um, and you know, we were kind. Of, and again, we're not we're not doing this to sell it. I don't know if we'll ever sell it. You know, maybe we will, maybe we won't. I don't know. We're more just uh, curious. So you've just started this just program. Um, almost two years ago, about okay. a year and a half ago. All right. Right. And these beers, we brewed six batches, and they have fermented. You know, you wait five or six days, and all of a sudden, the beer starts fermenting. Wow. Comes uh, right at, we, we fermented it right in oak. They're still in the same barrels they fermented in. And uh, you get a very vigorous uh, fermentation. Yeah. Um, and... They're just now the beers that are about a year and a half out, year and a half old are starting to get a little bit tart and really um, it's it's pretty interesting yeah see I want to do had, it like I, like I mentioned uh, well we had uh, we had John at the brewery from Cantian he was tasting them and we were happy with the flavor and he was happy with it and he said you know it's different than our beers but yeah it tastes good so and do you think that they taste good I do, you do. and it's funny because. Uh, we were tasting them about eight months ago, six, eight months ago, and two-thirds of the beers we tasted, I didn't think tasted good, and I really kind of was looking at Jason and said, you know, we're going to need to dump a lot of this, and we didn't taste it at all till we had uh, Jean in there, yeah. and Jason and I were kind of looking at each other, and we we're like, wow, you know, this, t- this is tasting good. <laughs> right. So some of these beers that... Um, they really tasted kind of band-aidy and solventy. Mm. Um, a lot of that character is 
gone. Hmm. You know, it's going away or it's gone. And so the beer is really nicely developing. It's getting a nice tart character. So yeah. Um, well, you know, it, really, what I'm most interested in is not selling it. I mean, I don't. It, which is you know, it's crazy. We don't. We, which is probably bad business. We don't uh, uh, sit around with a. Um, kind of a, a focus group and say, okay, what's everyone going to want to drink? What What is everyone going to like? Right. We just kind of say, okay, what do we want to brew? What do we want to try? And we just brew it. You must have gone to the Brewing Network School of Business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just exactly. do what we want to do and hope, probably, it, you know, hope it works out okay No business end. plan whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're more interested in just trying something and let's see what it's like and you know if we can sell it great you know if we can't well you know hey we learned something well i'm sure that john talked to you about this too when you were there he he, you know what he taught me when i was at cantillon and was letting me blend things is that it's with these kinds of beers it's really all about the blending you know whereas with your other belgian beers i think that that fermentation and 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 recipe is really the art that you do the art that that Cantillon does is the blending of their beers cuz he gave me some beers that were unblended that i didn't really enjoy and i i was i was almost disappointed when he gave them to me at first i went oh wow here's my i have you know Cantillon up on this pedestal and he just gave me this and i don't really like this uh, but then when he let me blend it with with you know one that's 2 years old and one that's a year old and one that's 5 years old then the magic happened. So, I guess what I'm saying to you is he probably talked to you about that too. You know, you're tasting these beers and maybe you're telling him, "Well, I don't, I don't know about this one. Is that going to be good?" And you're going to get to blend all that together to make something good. I would hope. You know, it's interesting. It, 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 I've heard the same thing. You know, you, you know, when I talk to uh, uh, Jean at Cantillon and Armand at Drefontaine and then Frank Bone, they kind of, you know, tell you how important the blending is, and you just kind of say, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, they didn't even really, t- they, they told me that over there. They didn't tell us, or, you know, Jean didn't tell me a whole lot about it at the, at the brewery, but um, that's one thing that we immediately discovered, is you, we, you know, for one batch of this beer that we made, it goes into, you know, say, 10 or 15 oak barrels of various sizes. Okay. We kind of assumed all those barrels would taste the same. You know, what's the what's the point in blending them all? But it, it's amazing. You go and you taste each of these different barrels, they're totally different. Yeah. And that, to me, was the biggest... Uh, hmm. I mean, it, it just opened my eyes. Like, wow, blending yeah. is important. It and is. Blending really is the art. It, just like exactly what you said... Blending is the art behind these beers. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know... It's amazing. When you're just getting that spontaneous ferment that you're getting, you know, without control, and, you know, some of them are pretty bland. Like, he gave me a beer that was only a year old, uh, a goose that was like a year old, and it was really bland. I I didn't like the beer. And if if that had been my first goose, I probably never would have drank another one. But, of course, he would never put that into a bottle. That's not why that one-year goose is there. That one-year goose is there to blend with his three-year goose and to blend with his, yeah. you know, with maybe one of his lambics, uh, you know, uh, that, that he's that he's put raspberries in and it's been in a barrel, and then the beer just comes to life. And I just, 
I knew that they were, these were blended beers. I knew from reading the bottle that they were blended beers, but I didn't understand that they were blended beers until he showed me the difference. And so it really yeah. is amazing. And I think, by the way, that's something that American brewers are just getting accustomed to and just starting to play with is bl- not just sour beers, but blending beer in general. And I can't wait till we get good at it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> On a total side note... Um, People are listening to the show because I've just gotten about, you know, I've just gotten about thirty emails that say people are listening to me on Twitter. So that's awesome. Great. Awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Love it. Yeah, we always tell, uh, we like to tell you that nobody's listening so that we can get all the secrets out of you. <laughs> but usually within a week, you find out that everybody was listening. Yeah, now I'm starting to get all nervous. People listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks a lot. They just ruined it. I was just about to get like the recipe that's never been given out by telling Rob, don't worry, nobody's listening. Uh, you just need to drink faster, Rob. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was going to spill all the beans, you know, tell you guys the spice in the white beer. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we just opened. So speaking of, of, of Brett and, and sourness and, and wonderfulness like that, we just opened the Confluence. Um, and, okay. And we've been yeah. talking about your Brett. Now, Tasty and Chad, you guys have already tried it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've only... Uh, only experiencing the aroma right Isn't now. Isn't it great? Mm. And, uh, that's, that's, that's a lot. Oh, it's every... Yeah, the aroma is a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's a, yeah. it's really just a nice. Um, the aroma is it yeah. almost smells a little more than Brett to me, it, m- more than just Brett, I should say. Mm. It's got a little. It's not just that that bready, uh, as, like uh, acidic, uh, but also a little bit of sour in there too. Just the aroma. Yeah, you know, th- it's an interesting beer, and this is one of these beers like the Stout and like the Fluxus that I feel like I can brag about because I didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, good. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, fine. It was. It was one of the crew at the brewery. Um, again, we just we just got the best crew at the brewery. They're super passionate. Uh, they do an amazing job. Very talented. Uh, this particular beer, uh, Jason, our brewmaster, really came up with. Um, and it's an interesting beer. And uh, you know, the the name Confluence. What it suggests is kind of the confluence of two yeasts. Um, what we do at the outset of fermentation is pitch not only our house yeast strain, but also that house Britannomyces yeast strain. And at the uh, same time, early in the fir- yeah, we pitch them at the same time, okay. and we do a pitchable quantity of both at the same time. Okay, so we pitch quite a bit of bread into this beer early. Um, this particular beer uh, never sees oak, and it's not spiced. All that character comes from wow. really the confluence of these two yeasts. And uh, for the first uh, week and a half of fermentation, the uh, our house yeast, the Saccharomyces, just ale yeast, um, really outcompetes the Brett, and it does the bulk of the fermentation. You know, it does 90% of the fermentation. And you get a little bit of, of the Brett character, um, but not a lot. It, it's, it's mostly our house yeast that does the work. After that, uh, once that house yeast has really done all the work that it can do, that Brett kicks in. Um, and it just totally transforms the beer. And it's interesting because that beer, it takes about a week to ferment out in primary fermentation, and then it takes, you know, uh, easily four months uh, of fermentation with the bread. Um, and, you know, for the ho- for home brewers out there, you know, the gravity probably goes from around uh, 106.5 to 1010 with our house yeast, 
um, in about a week and a half, maybe even less, and then it takes probably well over four months to go from 1010 to 1004. Okay. Um, so, so that breadth just it takes forever, but it really dries it out, and it just gives it just huge flavor complexity. So this label that I'm looking at says January of 2009, but this beer began yeah. uh, how long ago? Oh, we probably brewed that beer um, in the summer of 08. Okay. So we, we we bottled it January of '09. We we brewed it in the summer, probably late summer of '08. Okay. Because, like I said, that breath takes at least four months to do its thing. You know, it just it takes forever to ferment out. Now, but, if you know, if I were to hold on to this, would the breath keep working in the bottle, or is 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 that is it done in terms of breath? It really is done. Uh, we try to make sure it's done before it goes into the bottle. Okay. Um, only because we'd have issues with, uh, you know, if that breath's still going in the bottle, that carbonation will continue to rise. Yeah. Um, so it is essentially done by the time it hits the bottle. And we know that because we take samples of the beer regularly during fermentation, and uh, we'll put more of our same breath into the beer and uh, put it in a warm environment um, in a bottle with a cork. And uh, we'll then pierce the beer uh, regularly. It's it's a little device that basically uh, puts a needle down through the cork and tells us the carbonation. So we'll look at that uh, every week for a couple months to make sure we don't have any uh, continual fermentation. Um, And when that fermentation is totally stopped, we'll bottle it. And it, it is... You know, with these beers, and it's another reason these beers are so expensive, they're just hugely labor-intensive and stress-intensive, I'll add. Uh, But, you know, we're dealing with an unknown. There's no brewing book we can read that says, hey, if you're using this random Brett yeast that you found growing in a batch of beer at the brewery, (laughs) it's going to ferment the beer out to this point. I mean, it's, it's kind of... It's a mystery. We're learning. Um, so there's a lot of kind of experimentation and lab work that goes into these beers before they're released. Okay. Now, uh, a listener asks, N.H. Brewer, he's in our chat room with Bevo, he wants to know um, if you add a dosage of sugar to the bottle, too, um, for it to, to bottle condition, or is there res- you know enough residual for it to be okay? No, good question. Um, and it's a really good question, especially considering the fact that we're using Brett, because, um, I mean, you could theoretically have a beer, uh, that you ferment with a, with a, a standard ale yeast and then don't add sugar, but put a bread into it and let the bread continue to, uh, ferment residual sugars that the, the ale yeast couldn't ferment out, um, to carbonate it. But, in the case of this beer, um, we let the uh, ale yeast and bread beer uh, ferment to completion um, in the fermentation tank and the conditioning tank. And then what we'll do is we'll add, um, we'll do a, uh, a filtration on the beer to remove our primary yeast and the bread. Hmm. And we'll add, we'll then add a dose of sugar. Um, 
and uh, we'll add a, a different strain of ale yeast to the beer for bottle fermentation. Okay. Um, so that's how we carbonate that beer. In that beer, like all of our beers that are in the bottle, are re-fermented in the bottle. They are, okay. And yeah, what's every the... beer we do in the bottle is re-fermented in the bottle. What's the base of this beer? What was the you know the base beer before you uh, put in the two yeasts, the confluence of yeasts? It, you know, it's our it's its own unique beer, and uh, you know, with a lot of our beers lately, what we've been trying to do is just come up with beers that you really can't put into. Uh, a particular style so it really doesn't fit into any particular style it's you know i'd almost loosely call it um you know maybe a pale like a light pale ale okay but it's it's just tough to tough to put it into any specific category well i guess what i'm getting at is you know when you're using complex yeast like this and especially when you're using two mm-hmm. of them together and that's a big that's really the flavor profile of the beer, you can have a fairly simple base beer, right? I mean, it could be a, a, an almost entirely Absolutely. two... Absolutely. Okay, okay, that's what I mean is, you know, the, yeah. it could really just be... Uh, I mean, it could have been your wit, or it could have just been a two-row wort or, or something. You know, it could be very uh, pretty simple. No question. And for this beer and for other beers, we actually... We, the The only base beer that we share for our... Uh, kind of quote-unquote specialty beers would mm-hmm. be the triple, which we use to make the curio. Okay. But for all these other beers, we write a, a, their own unique recipe. Um, but you bring up a, a, a very good... It's a good point for a couple of reasons. Number one, not only do you not need a complex recipe, mm-hmm. we almost look at it as, you know, make really try to steer away from a complex recipe. Keep it simple. Okay. Um, we're big believers in keeping it simple, and especially with the Belgian yeast, you know, let the yeast do the work. Let the yeast express itself. Um, I think sometimes if you make it too complicated, you lose uh, some of the subtle flavors that the yeast will give you. Okay. So we really try to keep things very simple. And it's, you know, it's almost like, uh, I mean, not that I'm a writer, but it's almost like writing. Sometimes it's harder to write a letter um, in you know, five lines and express whatever you're trying to think than it is in 50 lines. You know, it's hard to condense things. Yeah. And I think, I think with brewing, we kind of approach it like that. You know, try to condense it as much as possible. Try to keep it simple. And sometimes just by keeping it simple, you end up with kind of uh, more complexity and the, and the beer is just kind of a little more, you know, there's more going on. It's like cooking. You add 20 spices to a dish. All of a sudden, you can't taste any of the spices. Yeah. Whereas if you are just add one or two spices, um, you know, you just get all these flavors that neither of the two spices have on their own. Okay. I also see by looking at the bottle that I owe Chad twenty one ninety nine. Uh, which, uh, <laughs> folks at home, it's worth uh, it's worth every penny. Yeah, I'd pay that. This beer is is great. And and while I'm talking about how great it is, I wanna I wanna call out uh, Bevo, our chat moderator. She's uh, answering the phone and, and sending questions today. Uh, when she was drinking your uh, your your Fluxus, Rob, um, she mm-hmm. put she she put an ice cube in it. It's really hot. 
You put you you put an ice cube in in a wonderful beer. But like I drank Fluxus. it before the wa- the ice cube dissolves. You did. Yeah, there's still ice in there. See. <laughs> she looks me right in the face. We're talking to you. We're in the middle of something. I, knew so you I couldn't were say. Well, judge me. She looks me right in the face and drops an ice cube down in it. And it was all I could do to not to to fire her on the spot. Well, it was you such a good I've beer, and I was enjoying oh, it. Oh, Rob's so, done it. I was enjoying it so much, I didn't want to not drink it. So. Yeah, yeah. I see. No, I've done it before. <laughs> I like him. God, you see, well, you just good. made friends with Bevo, Rob. <laughs> Last time I did it, I think I was I, I was 15. I had a warm can of Miller, uh, you know, and I, I was in a backseat of a car or something. And that's the last time I put an ice cube in a beer. So it, it did bring back some <laughs> memories, Bevo. Hey, sometimes you got to do it, you know? <laughs> Glad to bring you back to your youth. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. All right. Pretty really. This, uh, go ahead, Chad. Uh, Rob, I just wanted to ask you about um, the col- collaboration beers you're doing. And, you know, you're doing these um, Lambic styles. I mean, you're not you, uh, spontaneous. Would you ever do, say, a blend with another brewery? Is that in the works? Have you talked about that? Or is that something you'd ever consider? You know, I never say never in this business. Um, I've never thought about it. And I know there are there are issues, un- well, fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it in this business with just all the regulations with blending um, that we'd have to look into. But I'm definitely not opposed to doing some kind of blending. I think that might be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, just take a couple different, especially to maybe take two beers with totally different styles and origins and blend them. Um, you know, that's one of the great things. This is a really cool industry. Uh, you look at a lot of industries and, you know, people are all secretive about what they do and what their processes are and you know, what their ingredients are. That's not this business at all. You know, if any of our, if any brewers ever come to Maine and uh, want to come to our place, I'm more than happy to show them around. And, you know, there's really no secrets. And uh, that's kind of been taken to the next level recently, like like you mentioned, with the whole collaboration thing. Um, and so I think that could really be extended and kind of taken to the next level with blending. So, you know, maybe that's something we do. It poses some challenges with regulation, I think. Sure. But, um, I think something like that will – I think you'll start to see some stuff like that happening. Cool. Yeah, I hope so. I love it when I see you know two of my favorite breweries. I mean, imagine you know you just have two favorite, and they say, "Oh, we're we're doing a collaboration." Oh, I'm buying that beer. I don't care what it turns well, out to be. You want to try it? You've yeah. done two. I mean, recently in the last couple of years, Deproof and um, Destroyza. Yeah, right? we've actually done. Well, yeah, we've done Probably those multiple, two, right? and we did. Uh, I mean, the first one was that uh, Isabella Proximus that oh, hey. we all went to Tommy's Brewery. Hmm. Um, Tommy, Adam, Vinny. Uh, and Sam and I were at uh, Tommy's place. We did the Isabella Proximus, which was a lot of fun, um, and it came out great. And then uh, Jason, our brewmaster, went over to Belgium and did the DeProof uh, signature beer, uh, Le Du Brasseurs, which was with our house, Brett Yeast, and with... Um, with uh, the DeProof Brett Yeast, and then Destroysa was in uh, the Northeast about, I think it was about a year ago. Yeah. And they wanted to do a couple collaboration beers. They brewed one with Todd Mott at Portsmouth Brewing, which if any of you are ever in the Portsmouth area, he is a phenomenal brewer. Did and we talk to Todd, Chet? I know I've had his beer. That's why I can't remember if I've just had his beer or if he's been on the show. 
Uh, maybe they just yeah, if you haven't, you should because yeah. you know he's one of the brewers I idolize. He is just a phenomenal brewer. Okay, he's he's one of the first first when I was working at Otter Creek, uh, I went down and and visited him at Commonwealth Brewery in Boston, and you know I just every single beer he brews, I fall in love with. He's a phenomenal brewer. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the Destroys a Crew brewed with him, and then they came out and brewed with us. So Great. Love uh, those guys, too. Yeah. It, so, we, you know, we love doing those beers. They're a lot of fun. Now, I heard a story about the Isabel Proximus. Can you tell us the story of the name? Or is that not public knowledge? Mm. No, it it, it, it <laughs> Chad's done his research. I like the, it. the Belgian the uh, Belgian phone company when we were over there is called uh, Bell Proximus. It's like B E L L P R O X I M A S or something like that. Yeah. Um. So we named it Isabella Proximus. So okay. I don't even know. It probably came out of us riding around on. We had this big uh, bus that we were all riding around in. And we were, you know, I don't have to tell you, we were drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> a lot of Belgian beer at that. <laughs> yeah, starting at whenever we got on the bus, which is 9 or 10 in the morning, till whenever we got off it, which was usually pretty late. Wow. Um, and we just, you know, one thing led to another, and that ended up being the name. So. Great. All right. Rob, I know that it's late there on the East Coast. Uh, if I could squeeze in a couple more listener questions, uh, we can let you go. Um, one of our listeners wrote in to me early on in the week. As soon as he heard you are going to be on the show, he sent me just a couple questions, if you can spend another few minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, he wanted to know if you could suggest a yeast strain that's similar to, to your yeast strain. You know, we can buy um, from a few different companies. So White Labs, big supporter of the show, uh, Y Yeast. Yeah. Um, anything similar to what you use that, w- that we might be able to get a hold of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For house yeast, um, what I would say, and I don't know the – I mean, I can kind of yes and no um, – I don't know the uh, numbers of these yeasts, but both White Labs and Y Yeast have a traditional Belgian wheat beer yeast, um, and I think both you know both of them might even have a couple of them. But I would say if you grabbed a traditional White beer yeast from either Y Yeast or White Labs, you'd be you know pretty close to to our yeast. Okay. Um, it's a traditional white beer yeast. And I'll also add, you know, if you want to be kind of real adventurous, um, our Allagash White, uh, we do not use a different yeast for bottle conditioning. We use the same yeast for bottle conditioning as we do for primary fermentation, just in the white. So the sediment in our white, you can reculture and grow, and that's our house yeast. Okay. So I always tell people, you know, we like to leave a little bit of mystery. Just, yeah. <laughs> You gotta have something. You gotta have a little mystery, right? Sure. Um, you know, we keep the you know the origins of our uh, housey secret, but it's sitting right there in every bottle of Allagash White. There's there is not a different bottling yeast. There's a different bottling yeast in our double, triple, Grand Cru four, Curio. Uh, but for the white, it's our house yeast all the way through. Okay. Well, and I'll be honest with you. Someone had, uh, r- you know, r- written in earlier in the show and asked if we could culture yeast right from your bottles. And it sounds like the white, if you wanted to get a white ye- that that yeast, you could take it right from the bottle. 
You can indeed. If you're bottle conditioning. More importantly, are you sitting on a squeaky wheelchair or in a field of crickets? Uh, there's something going on back there. You guys hear crickets? That's a good question. It is a field of crickets. <laughs> it is. Okay. I didn't even notice it until you asked that. I'm standing right out in front of my house. Nice. You know, we live in Maine, kind oh, of in sounds, the country. So. It sounds beautiful. Um, we can only hear the refinery from our house. It sounds like you have a nice porch. You know, it's funny because I was going to do this interview up in our bedroom where it's kind of quiet. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to sit on the porch. Yeah. And then the uh, phone was coming in, okay, outside. Good. So I'm just sitting outside and there are, I'm amazed you can even hear it. But yeah, there's crickets everywhere. <laughs> um, I can see like fireflies in the field and awesome. hear the crickets. So I'm sitting out here drinking an Allagash White and just enjoying, enjoying New England, which I might add is pretty hard to enjoy. Eight out of 12 months of the year. Chad and I are both from there, and uh, I'll agree with you on that. It's why I now live in California. Although you can, yeah, in all that, I'm bundled up in a jacket with a hood on. So, <laughs> but, the, but the crickets are, seem to be staying pretty warm. So, Rob's going to wake up covered in mosquito bites tomorrow, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll admit to you. Well, that, that's what I wrote on my little Twitter. I said I'm getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, but it's worth it. Good. All right. Well, <laughs> tell us that tomorrow when you're itching. If it's really worth yeah, it. Really. Okay. Couple more questions from the. Uh, uh, same listener um so i might let me pair this with another question that we always ask he wants tips for cloning four um this this particular listener loves the four and would like if you have any tips about cloning it but also rob we always do try to get a recipe and any recipe that you'd like to give uh, out of our out of our guests and and i know that you maybe don't have them in front of you it sounds like you've got a brewmaster now but even if you could get back to us if there's anything that isn't so proprietary that you wouldn't mind giving to the listeners they love to brew our guests beers and see if they can do it um i don't know if there's any one of your beers that you'd be willing to do that with us but i thought i'd pair those together yeah, you know, the one, and again, it, what you said is absolutely right. you got to ask Jason, because I haven't milled one of these batches of beers in, in a long time. But okay. I'll go back to the one I mentioned that's really, ingredient-wise, probably the most straightforward that allows the yeast to express itself, and that would be the triple. And... You know, recipe-wise, and I'm, geez, I'm not going to be able to recall this, the uh, initial gravity, but I'll say it's about a 9% beer, so wherever that would put the uh, original gravity. Sure. And basically, that's just it's just two-row, uh, and I would use a Pilsner malt, not a pale ale malt. Okay. So I'd use a Pilsner malt or you know, uh, a, a, a very light two-row malt. Um, that would be the only grain. Uh, mash it, and I would recommend mashing it at a low temperature. We really believe, um, and actually you mentioned the four, that would maybe be one exception. Um, we like to mash at the lower end of the temperature range to keep the beer a little drier. Uh, then a very simple hop bill uh, with a noble hop. So you could use a Zotz, Hollertau, Tettenanger, um, even a Golding's hop. Um, okay. You know, very simple hop. And, For how and, many ideas? Um, boy, 
you're starting to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're pissing me off. You're, you're stretching. No, 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 not pissing me off. <laughs> you're, uh, you're stretching my yeah. <laughs> ability to to remember. Um, we could probably guess. Uh, I'm going to throw out a guess of 30 IBUs for a 9% beer. Okay. That's a guess. Probably a lot of homebrewers out there are saying, oh, geez, he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, I which think is pretty it much could. the case. <laughs> it could, even but, uh, a range 30 uh, to 40 is probably. You know. Yeah, I'm guessing more towards the 30 okay. side of that um, on the IBUs for that beer. So, you know, y- you you want enough hop character to balance the sweetness of the malt. Uh, but, um, I- I- and then, you know, for, for our particular triple, I'd ferment it out with a wheat beer yeast. You don't necessarily need an Abbey yeast for that beer. You know, don't hmm. don't be afraid to try it with a wheat beer yeast. And that higher alcohol content is really going to bring out uh, a different uh, flavor profile from that yeast. That's and interesting. From it, yeah, because it's still a Belgian style beer, but you're not getting Belgian yeast characteristics out of it. Um, you're getting different Belgian yeast characteristics out of it for okay. sure. All right. Um, so, yeah, you definitely want to use a Belgian wheat yeast. So, again, for, from Y Yeast or White Labs, they've got, I believe each company's probably got a couple uh, wheat beer yeasts um, or Belgian wheat beer yeast. De- definitely use a yeah. Belgian wheat beer yeast. That's important. Okay. Uh, so use a Belgian wheat beer yeast. And do we uh, ferment a little warmer to get some of those... Uh Extra flavors. You know, out of good there? question. We actually prefer fermenting at a cooler temperature, so we ferment generally at the lower end of the temperature range of the yeast. So, uh, look at whatever the the yeast lab says is the optimal fermentation range. So, if it says, you know, sixty uh, three to 71 Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. you know, maybe start it at 64, 65 when the fermentation is two-thirds done, let it rise maybe two or three degrees okay. if you have that kind of control. Yeah. Um, then uh, let it ferment out. And I'll also add with the triple uh, during the boil to kind of back up um, sugar. Um, and you can use a, Belgian, a light Belgian candy sugar. You can also use sucrose. You can use domino sugar. Um, so you can use uh, cane sugar or, or beet sugar. Um, each Cane sugar and beet sugar, you're going to get a little bit of a different flavor profile from. But uh, if you use standard cane sugar, uh, you're going to get very close to what you get in a, in a Belgian candy sugar. Okay. Oh, that sounds like a recipe to me, guys. Yeah, yeah, huh? We can work great. with that. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. All right. Yeah, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So my last question for you, then, so we we can let you get out of here, is uh, you yeah. know, I, I got to know about the. I have to know about Gargamel because I, I've now I've read oh, about yeah. it on your site, <laughs> and it's your newest beer, and it's only available. By the way, we're going to be out there in uh, what did we say, Chad? Is it August? August. Yeah. We're going to be out 20th, there. Yep. We're going to Ebenezer's for. Uh, they did this oh, last. You know year. what? I'm going to try to be at that. Oh, good. I would love it to, me, to meet to you there. That. And in fact, uh, how far would you be from there? How far? 
far as Portland, Maine, uh, from there? They're in love. About yeah. 50 minutes to an hour. Oh, we can do that, Chad. Oh, yeah. So even if you don't make it to Ebenezer's, or even if you do, we might come to Allagash at the same time. Just because this well, beer... you absolutely should come out and let me know in advance so we can make sure to take care of you. We'd love to see you out there. I will do. I, In fact, I will email you this week with the dates because I, I really would like to go there and I really would like to... So I'm reading about this Gargamel and it just sounds like it's yeah. right up my alley. So I thought that you could torture me for just the last segment of this interview and tell me about this beer. Well, this beer, we were real excited about this beer. It's funny because uh, it basically, and again, this is one of those base beers you really can't put into any, you can't pigeonhole into any uh, specific category. But uh, it aged in actually four uh, oak barrels, in French oak uh, wine barrels, and this particular beer, well, out of the four wine barrels, we added, um, I think it was a half a pound per barrel of uh, uh, local raspberries to the beer, fresh raspberries to the beer. Uh, the exact quantity probably actually, you know, it was, it was it, maybe it was a half a pound per gallon, but Jason could answer that better than I could. Okay. Uh, but we added fresh barrels to each of these barrels, uh, or fresh uh, raspberries to each of these barrels. And then we let it age in our cellars for a year and a half. And, but, you know, it probably halfway through it, the beer really wasn't that interesting. But after a year or so in the barrel, it started just to take on this real complex taste. It started to sour a little bit. And after about a year and a half in the barrels, um, it really just the beer blossomed. Mm. Um, and we just, we tasted this beer. We kind of looked at each other. We were like, wow, you know, we got a bottle of this beer. Great. But we only had a couple of these wooden barrels. We had four total. And for this particular beer, we tasted all four and we ended up blending three of them. And, uh, we didn't have too many, we didn't have too much volume. So we bottled maybe around five or six hundred bottles. We did it in a split champagne bottle, a 375 ml bottle. Uh, cork finished, and we didn't have enough to put it into distribution, so we just sold it in the store at the brewery. Uh, we put it on sale Thursday, and it was gone, I think, by Monday morning. Oh, wow. wow. Um, I've got a caller it, on NH Brewer who says he's opening a bottle of it right now. He's uh, Oh, cool. He was lucky. Right. Uh, NH, what's happening, brother? I'm pulling the bottle out of the fridge, Justin, I'll tell you. Yeah, I want to... Gargamel here, we're going to crack that shit. Wow, one of the lucky we... guys that got into the to your limited edition. I guess so I'm, we showed I'm, up, I don't know. About, I'm under pressure uh, right now. Huh? Yeah, you I are. I hope he likes it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I hope he likes it, I'm sure. Well, here, <laughs> yeah. here, open that up, sweetheart. Wow. So where are Yeah, you get... we were there, I don't know, about 8.45 or so. It was a rainy morning. <laughs> uh, we were there hanging out, they... They opened the store. They had cases available. We got as many bottles as we could, and you know, I'll tell you that Rob was very gregarious to me. <clears throat> as a um, as a home brewer, I let him know that we hold a home brewer function every year for charity in New Hampshire for the New England Homebrewers Jamboree, and he was more than happy to let us know that he would donate a barrel oh. for us to auction off. Wow, cool. very That's nice. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. No, Just let me know. No problem. Yeah, we're we're happy yeah, to help like, oh, with the we'll, we'll, we'll it you know? right up for you. We'll have it ready for fermentation. Yeah. 
So great. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll uh, We'll, like I said, we'll. Ri- I remember talking to you. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll we'll rinse a barrel sulfur it up for you. And uh, wow. yeah, he, he mentioned it was um, it was rainy. That was the one uh, we were really hoping for a nice, warm kind of one of those miracle New England days, and we didn't get it. But uh, hey, you know, yeah, it's only rain, right? Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, and by the way, that's yeah. some serious wishful thinking in New England, anyway. To uh, I know, <laughs> really. days. yeah, yeah. So that's a fact. It's pretty cool. You have these three seventy-five mil bottles too. I mean, I, I know Russian was using those for a while and then he switched over to 750s i mean is that a tough bottle to get is it price or it's expensive it is you know in russian river uses a slightly different bottle than we do oh, okay um okay. but uh we import these bottles from europe and they're not real easy to get but it's a it's a nice presentation Okay. Cool. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the reasons we used a smaller bottle instead of a big bottle, this was so limited. We wanted to give as many people as we could the opportunity to try it. Yeah. You know, it took, yeah. a, it took a year and a half to make, so yeah. if we do it again, it's going to be a year and a half or, or more before anyone gets the chance to try it. So. Then if you're by yourself at home, it's easier to drink. <laughs> All right, New Hampshire. <laughs> are, are you, have you poured that beer into a proper glassware, I hope? Justin, this is fucking sick. <laughs> it's good, huh? Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we poured it into champagne flutes. Okay. That's I figured good. that was appropriate. Well, that's, a, um, that's probably a great glass to pour it into. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, the nose is, first of all, it's unbelievably amazing. The, the strain that they have there at Allagash and Brahinomyces is so fruity anyway. Uh-huh. And you stack it on top of the... It's kind of a, um, a malolactic, acidic, uh, raspberry flavor. And then that bread throws off such a flavor of kind of a, they say toasted bread. I, I kind of think uh, it's heavy in the melanoidin area. I don't know. It's really nice, man. Uh, I don't I, My I mouth is say, watering. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's unbelievable. It kind of, it gives me a little bit of the rosé de gambrinas from Cantillon. Oh, that's all, I just finished. That's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, a, a little bit. I mean, that that beer has a lot of um, very upfront sour characteristics and yeah. a bunch of, you know, it's very tart, but still so, like, wonderfully bouquet in the end. And it this, uh, as I'm drinking it, every time I have a sip, I just... I'm like, do I want to stop talking to them and just yeah, this and beer drink. or not? But. Now, is this beer? Is this? Would you call this beer tart, or would you call it more on the bready side? Uh, no, it's much more tart. Okay. I, 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 the beer, the bread that they have, I have already tonight. I had a bottle of Interlude. Yeah. Which is another one of their bread beers. He was talking about it earlier. Yeah, sounds and great. It's not necessarily very sour. Um, it, and it's not really very uh, barnyardy, but it's very, very fruity. Okay. <clears throat> when they yeah, I would agree. With I would agree with the. I agree with that caller, a hundred percent. I mean, it 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 is our Brett is not real tart, and the interlude's not real tart, but it definitely has that fruity character. And this gargamel is, you know, much more tart. So, okay, I, mean, I like a, that that's too. That's a good. That's a good assessment, and. 
you know, I'm, uh, it's funny that with that, with that beer, with a lot of beers we do, we, we ration it out because we're pretty limited. Uh, we do small batches, you know, we'll ration out to employees. And for the, for the Gargamel, we just said, I think it was like three bottles per employee. And I shouldn't say it. Don't tell anyone. I've, I've stolen a lot more bottles than three. So <laughs> Look, please. I've been loading my fridge up with this beer. I love it. Just please but save I, some for August. It's all gone. I need, What's that? I just please save some for August. I need to try this beer. It just looks like oh, it's... we'll save a couple. We we've we we basically we we made a very limited amount and uh, put some aside right away for events over the next couple years. So cool. anyone that couldn't get to the brewery, you know, hopefully maybe at one of these special events we'll be able to try it. And then we put uh, some of it aside for sale in the store and it, you know, it sold really quickly. But we did keep some for special events. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't think I'll even get to dip into it anymore because the rest of it's like, you know, we, we just want to keep it for some events. When yeah. it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So, well, New it, Hampshire, it uh, New Hampshire brewer, thank you for sharing your taste with us, brother. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks, I'd man. I'd known I'd have sent you a bottle <laughs> a week earlier, but no, it's all right, man. No, <laughs> I save it. Sent a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get. Hey, we'll go out there thanks and try. For, it. Thanks for coming by the brewery to pick it up, man. Yeah, no problem. It's a wonderful beer, and I'd like to thank you guys for taking the um, leap of faith that has all enjoyed at least to hear, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm having Confluence, Interlude, Gargamel tonight, and I wouldn't be doing that without a leap of faith that you all took when you decided to make this wild or sour, funky beer go, you know, so. True that. All right, brother. Hey, all thank right. you. Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, hey, he makes a good point. You uh, jumped into the Belgian beer business when there was no Belgian beer business here. So uh, I guess yeah. we, we all owe you a thanks for that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, Rob, I, I know it's late, so I appreciate the time. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, and uh, you can get back to work in the morning at a reasonable hour. Um, thank you so much for spending time on the program with us. Um, thank you. I'll let you know when we're going to be there in August so we can uh, shake your hand and try your beer. Well, definitely let me know. I had a blast, uh, you know, doing the show with you guys. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to having a beer with you guys when you get back back east to New England. Yeah, love to do it. And I'll tell you what we'll do, too. When we're there, we'll uh, shake hands with Jason, and we'll book another Allagash show with Jason, and we can uh, geek out on recipes and stuff with him, too. Well, I'm happy to do more than one Allagash show. That will be great for us. So Yeah, you should do that. You know, he's awesome, and, you know, he, he does a phenomenal job in the brewery, and he's much more in tune uh, especially these days with the recipes that I am and a lot of the innovation we've got going on right now. So, you cool. know, that, I'm sure that would be a great show. He'd Love do a great do job. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, Rob. Uh, we will be seeing you soon, and really, I, I appreciate the time. Thank you guys very much, and thanks to everyone who's taken the time to listen. I appreciate it. All right. Cheers, brother. Thanks. Take it easy. There you go, Rob Todd uh, from wow. uh, Allagash. Yeah. Uh, told you he'd be uh, he'd be a blast. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. go to allagash.com, check it out, and uh, he's just an, a nice guy and uh, good philosophy on beer. Yeah, I like the uh, keep it simple, you know, mm-hmm. keep the ingredients uh, you know balanced kind of thing. Yeah. 
Some breweries are all philosophy and the and the beer doesn't cut it, and some breweries are all profit and the philosophy doesn't cut it. He's got a good balance going, you know. When he uh, the, the beer really uh, backs up what he's talking about. So yeah, I, I kind of wanted to ask the question of uh, the culture in Maine because Maine's kind of I mean, you know, blue collar. Yeah, uh, you know, just. I don't know, kind of middle of nowhere, you know, like he had said, and I'm just curious, I mean, what the reception of that beer is. Up there. Well, he's in right. 15 states, so... Uh. Well, that helps, <laughs> but I'm just curious, just the local culture there. I think that you're right, I think it has that blue-collar feel, and, and from the outside in, it is surprising, but I think that Maine also has a very... Uh, original feel to them. Mm-hmm. I think the people who live in Maine are kind of, they're go-getters, they're self-doers, and I, do you see what I, do you know what I mean? And Absolutely. I, I think that they're, even though it is a, a, a blue-collar culture, I think they're more willing to accept a guy like Rob who's going to do his own thing and and do it in their backyard. Yeah. I, I would be, I'd be willing, uh, interested to ask him too, Chad, mm-hmm. but I'd be willing to bet that he'd, he'd say something like, you know what, the people here really like it when we do that kind Appreciate of stuff. Appreciate the artisan nature. Of yeah. Tell you what, I love to drink these beers with some seafood, some lobster. Oh man! I wish I liked seafood. Oh. Actually, I like lobster. I could eat it with that. Oh. Well, we should try to. We really should try to go see Alagash if we go Absolutely. do the whole thing up there. Uh, I've heard. I've heard he's never been to Ebenezer's too. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So, oh, we'll encourage him to come out with we'll us. Again. Yeah, we'll get him to come on. If it's fifty minutes, we're going. <laughs> he's going. Come on, piece of cake, right? All right is, now, is Destroysa coming back for this dinner too? I think it's an annual thing. I think yeah, they're, I think they're, they're coming back forward also, to it. Which means, come on, I mean, we can't miss this. Oh thing. yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. It's gonna sell out in like eight <laughs> minutes at dinner. Okay, uh, quick break. And we're going to wrap things up when we come back, but we still have a lot to do. I've got to give away a uh, two-tap draft box from Beer, Beer, and More Beer. We've got to do that if you entered in the raffle. So we're going to raffle those things off. Colin Kaminsky from Downtown Joe's is going to come on and give us his weekly brew tip. We're going to do that. We could take Drunk of the Week calls, and we got to give away some Belgian candy sugar. So uh, no reason to go anywhere. We're going to make it short and sweet, but a lot of things to do right now. Uh, so hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. 
Okay, I rolled a 15 and I get a plus 2 from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way! You had to beat a 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks! I just failed versus oxidation! Our party is fracked! Doug's the only one left and his beer is a Berliner Weiss! What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart? Why yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator yeah. <laughs> i mean your friends will look at you with awe and, and it's just hot it is it's so super hot <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio because like beer radio shouldn't suck you're listening to the session Welcome back to the program. Uh, hey, thanks again to Rob Todd from Allagash. Go to Allagash.com and uh, a lot of fun hanging out with him for me. Uh, Good info, too. Yeah, I was just telling these guys to break. I wasn't uh, uh, I wasn't kissing ass when I said uh, I'm a bigger fan now than I was at the beginning. Uh, tasting his beers alongside... You know, I, it kind of happens with a lot of our interviews. If, if, it's a, if the guest is, is, is cool and has, has interesting things to say about beer, it actually happens to me a lot. Tasting their beer alongside of listening to them talk about it yeah. almost always makes me a bigger fan. You know, if, if they've got interesting things to say about their beer. And it was certainly the case with Rob. As I'm drinking these beers and he's telling me the, the company philosophy and the ingredients, there's something about that. And I hope that that's kind of the charm of our show for listeners, too, that they get to kind of do that. If you don't ever taste the, the guests' beers along with our listening to our show, I suggest you do. Yeah, go back and buy some and then replay the show. Because there is something about it. It's like, uh, you know, it's like listen to your... To, you get the to story. Your, to your, you get the story. Yeah. Like, all right, think of your favorite song, right? You love, you love the song, and you have what you think about the song and what the lyrics mean in your head. But imagine if you could ask a songwriter every time what he was thinking about and what he, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of the same thing to me with this beer. It, I get to ask the creators of the beer what they're thinking about, and... He did a good job, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm a yeah. big fan. It's like having a crazy bitch and kind of going, oh, that's kind of cool. Then you hear the story go, wow, that's fucking cool. <laughs> like that, right? I like Chad's analogy better than mine. Mine's kind of a sissy girl analogy. That's a male <laughs> over there. That's just because you've never had a crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, so. You've never mounted a Sasquatch. <laughs> you've never mounted one. Yeah. Oh, boy. Climbing well, we've got a drunk of the week call on the line already, and we got a few things going on. We got to finish in this last segment. Uh, a lot of giveaways to do. Great. So. What am I getting? <laughs> I've been in the studio for like six hours today. I think you des- after the weekend that you've had too tasty, yeah. and you did the Bruce Strong shows today. You deserve a gift of some kind. <laughs> yeah, Bevo, will you flash Tasty today for his service to the BN? 
<laughs> no. Hmm. I tried, buddy. Uh, All right. Well, maybe we should just take it off and leave it off. Chat, will you flash Tasty today <laughs> for his service to the BN? No. <laughs> oh, not even Chat will flash you. Oh, man. It kind of gets nothing. All right. Let's go to Abe from Ohio who's calling in uh, for Drunk of the Week. Abe, what's happening? Hey, what's up? Uh, the second time calling for no. the same evening. <laughs> That's all right. It happens to us all the time. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just wanted to, well, you know, it's my uh, my user handle oh. name thing from the chat room is Abe Froman. Okay. Which uh, I'm sure, you know, you know the uh, the reference from uh, Ferris Bueller and the uh, Sausage King of Chicago. Oh, yeah, but, that's right. Uh, oh, yeah. I like it. Um, I've, I, I've been a pro- uh, professional sausage maker. And um, <laughs> sausage and beer go hand in hand. Absolutely. And uh, if anybody wants to know anything about sausage, I've been kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> harassing the chat room a bit. Bevo yeah. had some. I got a list right here. You want to know anything about sausage, Bevo? Uh, no. no, I know all I need to know. No, you don't. No, I don't. Yeah, You're married to Sam. Cocktail leaders. Yeah, but think about Oktoberfest. Yeah. Okay, Oktoberfest. Beer and sausage, right? Yeah. And actually, the sausage production on a home level is extremely similar to uh, to home brewing. Um, you know, there's the yeah, the mixing, the fermenting, the making of uh, you know you know uh, pork. It, if you look at it, is kind of like your your base malt, and you your use your, uh, your yeah. Did you say pork? Oh. I'm not listening to anything though, because Bevo's totally rubbing her feet in front of me, oh. like she's rubbing her own feet, and I don't really like feet. But there's something about it. It's not bad today. It's pretty cool. Probably because I don't care about sausage. And oh, so I'm, yeah. I'm easily <laughs> yeah. sidetracked right yeah. now. Right now, it's kind of cool. Her feet are all sweaty. It's stinky. Stinky, cheesy. Yeah. I just figured some sausage information would be a little bit more uh, novel than, uh, oh. you know, bleeber gleepy gobba goop and, you know, trying to sing a poor falsetto, trying to sing a uh, <laughs> well, that's a where you're, song. Uh, that's where you're wrong. You're wrong about that. We love it. <laughs> yeah. That's, he, if he comes on the line here, right, you're dropped. <laughs> yeah, you're out of here. If Blobber but, uh, comes on line, if, too. If, 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 if you want to go, you know, go toe-to-toe for singing bad falsettos, I'll totally go toe-to-toe for him oh. singing like oh. Maybe we get oh, a duet going. Hey, if this is a drunk of the week call, then now we're talking. <laughs> You know. This is a totally a drunk yes, of the week call. I mean, fuck it. I, I already called in and said how much I love uh, the BN. And did you just you pick know, dirt out from have, in between you know, your toes? Put my brew no. setup. No. I saw you picking something down there. Are you hoping she did? The string. You sure? Yes. Did you use the no, the microphone cord to pick dirt out from in between your no toes? There's no dirt in between my toes. Are you sure? I just got a pedicure. Oh. Jeez. Was there dirt in there before you got the pedicure? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go for a pedicure and uh, and you and like is that embarrassing? Like, do you, did they ever go? Oh, there's a little stuff in here. No, only after. Well, they soak your feet beforehand, but I only am, oh. like, get the shit off. I'm either embarrassed <laughs> yeah. when I forget to shave my legs beforehand because you get a full like leg massage. Oh, or um, if like I come back from camping, my feet are just disgusting. I see. Well, they say it in so a different way, language it's too. Nastiness from Bevo, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, way, it's a nasty. Uh, she she either got fucking uh. Mushrooms going out of her show, uh, out of her toes, or she's got fucking hair growing out of the legs. Either way, it's nasty. What are we talking? What? Wow. Vivo is not that nasty. You must be talking oh, about I, Sam. I've seen the pictures. I know she's not, but talking about oh, you know, I'm just you know just taking the time and. <laughs> All right, Abe, you better give I, us the I'm list of. Hard time articulating. Give us the list of drinks you had so far today. Well, I, I drank a six pack of Hop Slam from Bell's Brewery, which I don't know if you guys get the. Uh, the uh, the limited brews 
to all the way out in California from Michigan. No. But Hop Slam's a 10% double IPA out of Bell's. Okay. And it, what else? It kicks ass. Good. And I've uh, supplemented that with uh, Grassroots Ale from uh, Great Lakes Brewing. Okay. Which is a, a Saison, which that has totally turned me on to the Saison. I, actually, I think Great Lakes... Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Saison is probably the best beer ever. Okay. Yeah, here's um, good beer coming out We're going to get the life story I'm of every beer. <laughs> And once once now, you know, my palate's been shot. Now I'm just filling it in with uh, the Miller Low Life. Oh, and I can't taste shit anymore. Really? You know, I I've never, not, I've never I'm been, uh, I've never subscribed to that. Uh, that th- turn down for a second. That theory where you. You know, you, 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 you catch your buzz, you get your drunk on on the good beer, and then it doesn't matter anymore, so you can go, so you buy, you also buy a supplemental pack, like 12 pack of High Life or Pabst or uh, something. I've never been able to do that. Like, if I'm gonna keep drinking, I wanna keep enjoying the, the beer. Yeah, more and more flavorful rather than but, like But, but there, but it, there's a whole, there's a whole segment of, uh, beer drinkers out there that'll do that. They'll spend the, and I can see the point, you know, costs a little bit of money to, on the good beer, and then once you're that drunk anyway, there's this whole theory that says buy good beer, get your buzz on, and then go ahead and finish with the shit. shit yeah, right. I don't, you know. Absolutely, and the Miller Low Life is a great supplemental That's beer. Shitty. We, we tried, we tried doing the. Uh, yeah, you know, when we first moved in, in with each other. All right, so you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, Abe. I got to clear the lines, brother. I'm sorry. I, I do apologize. Uh, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. I got to, you know, I'll, I'll get complaints about not having the line clear, busy signals, and and good lord, it's hot enough in here. Really, give us a break. Bevo fell asleep twice during the program already tonight. <laughs> you know, Shh, don't tell people that. I like Abe. I'm sure hanging out with Abe is nice. Abe on the radio. <laughs> But definitely in the running for Drunk of the Week, yeah. which is why I called, and right. so purpose served. There you go. 888-401-BEER. Uh, if you want to uh, register yourself for Drunk of the Week, then uh, please do so. 888-401-BEER. All right, guys. I wanted to ask you before we get into our... Uh, um, actually, let me do this giveaway first, and then I'll ask you about uh, Longshot, because uh, Tasty and Shad were just at, at Longshot all weekend long. Good time. we got to do our uh, more beer donation giveaway. All right. It's here. And this month it's exciting because the prize kicks ass. Yes, no, yeah. Now we all of our prizes have been pretty good. Yeah. Let's face it, don't you think? I'm not just blowing. Oh smoke no, no, on they've all been ass. top notch. Yeah, We've so. given away a Jamil style uh, immersion chiller, yeah. which does the Whirlpool Delio too. Right. We've given away a conical, was our first more beer donation right. giveaway. Right. Uh, we've given away a full temperature control setup last month with a with a Ranko and a, a, temp, a digital temp controller and a firm wrap heater and uh, there was something. Oh. Uh, also the mm, the what's it called the dip tube the thermo well the thank you the thermo well oh, yeah. that's key uh, so we've given away some good stuff this one is so perfect for this time of year uh, it's, it's hot outside and we're giving away a two tap draft system for more beer it's got the cooler with the copper coils you get your beer cold instantly as you're serving it uh, so if you entered by becoming a BN Army member or by donating five dollars or five dollar increments then uh, your name is in the uh, BN raffle man jar which is in front of the beeve right now and uh, one lucky BNer is going to win himself a two tap draft box 
courtesy of more beer. Now I'm going to take video of Bevo drawing out of the raffle man so that we can put it on the uh, BN Army blog. I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, lately, but I try to post a little bit of post-show video after our shows and different content, give you an extra look at what we're doing. So if you're not keeping an eye on the BN Army blog, you should be. And you can sign up for the RSS feed, too, and then it will notify you uh, automatically of... Um, what we're doing. So let me roll camera here while I uh, also uh, do this on the air. Uh, All right, Beavis. um, She's shaking up the BN Raffle Man, and she is going to be the drawer of a winner, if if that's English. Not sure that it is. She's uh, reaching inside the Raffle Man, you can see. Uh, Really, Bevo, this film is for to make sure that we're we're following all the rules. It's not to see how cute and sweaty you are. Uh, It's just to make sure that you're actually (laughs) drawing. Uh, you just just smelt her. Uh, so use the microphone hot. too. Uh, Can you clean your feet? Time, yeah, and uh, she smelt her own armpit, which is you'll see hot. on the video. It's kind of hot, I guess, in a in a foot rubbing sort of way. Okay, do we have a winner in your hands? We do. Okay, and who is a winner of a more beer two tap draft box, courtesy of morebeer.com? It is Dustin Peters. Dustin Peters, nice. my brother. Congratulations! Uh, you will summer. receive your gift as soon as uh, more beer gets to shipping it to you which uh, is generally uh, pretty quickly. Um, thanks, Beavis. You're welcome. I appreciate the uh, drawing. It's on film, so if anyone you know wants to say that we're cheating and uh, giving it to people that uh, we want to win, you can see uh, all among the... The, the, the pottery, the armpit smelling, and the cleavage that we're actually doing it right. Where We draw from the... Good I haven't seen much cleavage. What are you talking about? Well, there's a little. Too much pottery. There's a little. Let's just say I haven't looked Bevo in the eye since you got here. Oh, you've been staring. There's a little. I'm not, I'm not staring. I, I look away you got to stare to find it. It's just that when I look over, I haven't found her face yet. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. That's all. But it's warm. I mean, it's not slutty if it's hot. Outside. Uh, it's agree. hot outside. I got you. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right. Dustin Peters. Dustin Peters. Congratulations. Congratulations. There we go. All right. 888-401-BEER is the number. Uh, right. Looks like I might have uh, another uh, drunk of the week. Hmm. <laughs> You're writing weird messages to me, Bevo, about our next caller. Seen... ZZ in San Diego. Go ahead. San Diego. A whale's vagina. It's from, it's from Anchorman. Oh, I, for, I Totally missed it. that joke. Sorry, I don't watch TV for a living. Neither do I. Like your husband does. Have a social <laughs> okay, that's fair. ZZ, what's happening, brother? Hey, man, that's not my name for the the uh, uh, drawing. No, I'm sorry, but we don't cheat. We just grab what we grab, and uh, sometimes we grab <laughs> balls, and sometimes we grab uh, somebody else's name. It just happens that way. Um, okay, I'll take the balls. All right, ZZ, you're calling. <laughs> you're calling it for drunk of the week. Uh, tell us, uh, yes, plead your case. Um, I have had, let's see, I kept the bottles, of course. Of course, I've had uh, Allagash. I had a 750-gram crew. Good. Good beer, right? Four each. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Uh, for each of the uh, Shiner Commemorator, their 100th anniversary beers, <laughs> and uh, four of the Cellus uh, White. And still working on uh, another of the... Uh, four, uh, seven, uh, seven fifties? Uh, oh, God, no. Oh. These are 16 ounces. If it, the little still walking. I mean... <laughs> okay. No, 12 ounces of the uh, the Shiners and the Cellus, but okay. uh, 750 of the Allagash Grand Crew. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, well, you know... 
You're you're off to a good start, ZZ, is what I think is the, is, is going to be the case here. I know it's, it's very few times I didn't actually uh, listen live, so I, yeah. I figured I'd uh, I'd throw in when I can. Well, I appreciate so. that, and and by I want to mention something in in terms of of ZZ and can't listen live all the time. Uh, we like new callers calling in. We like new drunk of the week callers too. I mean, a lot of guys. And by, I'm not saying that you shouldn't call in multiple times if you're if you've been really working hard at drunk of the week. Uh, by all means, keep it up. But it's fun to hear from new guys, even if you're not totally hammered. I like to hear what's happening. And uh, there have been weeks. Where a guy like ZZ has one drunk of the week, yeah. You know, when if other guys out there aren't really, uh, you know, jumping off cliffs with their with their beer drinking, then uh, well, it's happening. Believe happened. me, I've, I've I've heard of uh, I've heard those. I'm only a couple of weeks behind in the uh, archives, and uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I, I just started a little late, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I, I started when you guys started. Which okay. Is, uh, it's okay to be a late bloomer. It is, okay. Take Bevo and Sam, for example. They didn't even French kiss for like eight years after they met. Right. It, was, uh, it was a very uncomfortable nobody time. You, should have, you, could, you, could, you could cut through the air in the room with a knife. Uh, yeah, really, it. nobody wants to think of that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, Zizi, you are in the running, my brother. All right, all right. I'm going to put you in there. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Bye. Cheers. All right. Uh, Zizi from San Diego. Yeah. A local. 888-401-BEER. That's the number. Um, kind of waiting on Colin Kaminsky. Uh, I told him 8 o'clock, so we're still going to get our Colin brew tip. I like Colin's brew tips, by the way. Um, I think they've been... They're, they're short and they're sweet. And uh guy's such a brainiac that yeah, yeah, I think he yeah, really... Yeah. Yeah, that's why you listen, because he does speak really good. You know, he what knows, was last week? Talking about dump before. your beer? Last week was his carbonation one. The week before, I think, was the dump your beer. Yeah. Last week was carbonation, and he was talking about how to test it and really taste it and make sure, yeah, uh, right. because of how important it is. He was really stressing how important carbonation is in beer, and I, I liked that he did that. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you guys about long sheet, uh, long shot. Uh, I'm three sheets. Long shoe? It's a long Two sheet. Sheets, oh. Three sheets? Uh, while we're waiting on Drunk of the Week calls, uh, I want to talk about long shot a little bit. Uh, now, Tasty, you were the seller master at long shot this right, year, as right. you were the year before. Uh, yeah, I think the year before that, too. Yeah. And then our very own uh, Jamil Zaina chef was, what is he? He's like the head uh, judge no, no, guy, he, or he's, he's just there? He's like, I don't know, the advisor. He's the advisor. Right. So I mean, he does a lot of work uh, organizing Pope, you know, and getting it. Do? Yeah, right. He does what he does. Right. So, but, and then Shat was there this year to help you. Uh, he was assistant seller master. Yes. He was. Oh, him and uh, Randy Griggs, yeah. Oh, and Randy, too. Uh, and, also for more beer. These are hardworking positions. I mean, these guys. What do they do? Everything, everything. I didn't do anything all day. I mean, I might have walked in and said, you know, you know, we need category eleven in, in five minutes or something. So they but, take it from where you've sellered it at the at yeah. Well, they, no, they actually they sell they sell it with me. Like okay. we spent what uh, four or five evenings in the prior three weeks unpacking these ship packages, oh, taking all the bubble wrap off and all the extra freaking tape and. Hair oh, ties yeah. they put around the bottles and stuff to hold the bottle label on. <laughs> yeah, and when we took each bottle and we put a sticker on the top and then one on the neck to identify it for the competition. So then we, you know, get all those stickered and everything, and then we sort those into category. You know, we do a major moving them around of all these. Uh, I think we had 388 entries or something like that. Yeah, and you're talking. I mean, four bottles. Yeah, each. Each. Okay. Right. A lot of beer. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of bottles move around. So, yeah. So we did all that. And so once we got that ready, then we had it shipped over to the uh, hotel, 
in Oakland, it's the very same hotel we're going to be doing the uh, national conference. Which is kind of good. You got a right. prelim of how it's because you're also cellar master. Yeah, we were in the same uh, refrigeration space. We're going to be spot. in there, so we, you know we got to. You'll be doing the second round of nationals. Exactly, It'll be okay. very very similar, and a lot of the same people will be doing it because, of course, it's here. Except but, not Shat, because I will be yeah, no, shatting him. No, he won't have his all week long. No, yes. I have to get somebody else. Yeah. But Randy will be there. So okay, that's good. Got the uh, freight elevator working. Yeah, we did the freight elevator thing. It's you know, it's pretty almost like manual. Almost got stuck like, in that thing. But almost had to pull it. It's a whole other story. I would have loved that. Well, it's got front doors, back doors, and you press up. You know, if you get stuck, call in and leave a message on the the BN uh, line, would you? So that we can, you know, we all had beer though. I gotta make sure that you guys are constantly thinking about audio. I gotta, I try to drive this into your heads, but uh, yeah, that never gets in. The, never comes. Yeah, never as things about. fail and break down, this is the time you should be calling and and leaving messages either on my cell phone or wherever because. That's that's the stuff we want to hear about. Right. Just There's some just reiterating. Really good uh, seminars going on while we were there this weekend as well. Oh yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, oh, the other things. <laughs> there was a whole men, men perfecting, perfecting men. men seminar at the Marriott this week. Yeah. In fact, I took a picture of their um, their their, their logo, their banner. Huh? It's a nice banner. It's like two men's fingers touching. It's uh, you know, yeah, they were men perfecting men. Yes. And then right next door was how to become a millionaire. I said I don't know something. Anyway, really, the yeah. pyramid thing. Yeah. I don't know which great. one I would have gone to. That's a tough choice. The women I, were much better in the pyramid thing. Do I want yeah. to be perfected by a man or do I want to be a millionaire? Uh, it's a tough choice. Hmm. You know what I'm saying, guys? Well, if you're a millionaire, you wouldn't care. Anyways, that was pretty entertaining. All right. It was. Anyway, so we got it, we got him judged and uh, we um, took us all day, but I think by like 6 o'clock, they ha- finished the best of show panel and uh, okay. picked, picked the winner. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what do we? So you guys know the winner. Well, yeah, but we're not allowed to give out the winner because Sam Adams hasn't contacted the winner. Okay, right. so they do the official contact. Now I will tell you this: that the um, the winner's name and the state that they're from matches a BN listener's really name right. and state. So yes. another BNer is. I'm not saying for sure. I mean, there's could, a lot, could be. Yeah, ninety percent. Would you say? Yeah, unless there's like you know six thousand Herb Ficklesteins or something. No, that's not his name. <laughs> right. But, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's 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 a pretty you know it's a name that you know could be duplicated. Who knows? So I don't know. Until but they you're contact. pretty confident, Tasty, that a BNer has won our region. I think that's very likely. Yeah. How great is it if yeah. we own this competition? Well, could we talk about the style of beer? Well, no, I don't want to get too specific. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. All right, Eddie, we'll have yeah, to. Yeah, somebody will figure it out. We were hoping. I don't want anybody like the fits some profile that I might get out yeah, with hints yeah. to like... Anyway, could be a BNer. If you entered, you have a chance. So yes. <laughs> that's a limited yes. group, too. too so. Okay. And thank you for sending all those entries in. They were definitely yeah, appreciated. Sam Adams and, was uh, very, very uh, good job, aware man. that the number of entries... From the BN. From the BN yes. really drove up their count, which is why they uh, bought the spots on the show. All right, let's exactly. take a moment to talk about it. And this is, guys, uh, Absolutely. listeners, this it's, is this is the deal. And, and this is your... Credit 100%. Okay. Absolutely. We ran their ads late because the ads came in a little bit late. We wanted to up entries to show them that the Brewing Network, uh, it's really an important force when it comes to these kind of things. And you did that. You listened to the ads. You listened to us say, enter this competition. You listened to us say, you could be the next Tasty. 
is what I think happened. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pretty much. Uh, One of uh, you might, might be. Whatever it was, <laughs> even if it was just that you sent in a beer because you like listening to the show and you knew it was the right, right. thing to do, and it paid off, uh, they understood that their entries, uh, 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 I think they even may have doubled uh, because of the BN and because of you guys responding, even under short notice uh, of us asking you to do it. And that's the kind of stuff that I just, there's nothing else I can say but thank you and you rock. Absolutely. How great is that? Oh, so, unbelievable. That's uh, the power of the BN. We, we are a power. Well, the listeners are the power. That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. It's, not, it's a collective Absolutely. group. It's that's not right. us. We're just you know talking about so it. Give yourselves a round of applause for doing that and for uh, and making a good showing. So, you yeah. know, if you hear Sam Adams support this show in the future, you can pat yourselves on the back and you can thank yourselves and we'll certainly we will be thanking you because it was as a direct result of that kind of support. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And there are some great beers there. I mean, that's really? the beauty of being in the cellar. You know, after the beers are kind of poured. <laughs> well, some of them, I mean, they're sitting out there all day. But I mean, well, if you, knows what if you can get in there and they're left over, and the ones that didn't move on, I mean, there's still a lot of tasty beers in there. So yeah, yeah, you know, just help yourself, and everyone's kind of tasting them and talking about them, and it's it's fun just to talk about beer. And you get these this panel of judges to come over. They just got done, you know, writing. Yeah, so they just come over and they start talking about what they what they were trying and what they were doing, and mm-hmm. it's like it's pretty cool. It's a great process and uh, well organized. And uh, Sam Adams just does such a great job. They really do. Yeah. And it was just, you know, breakfast and lunch and take care of everyone. And everything's there. I mean, paper, pens. That's the best beer competition around. Yeah, it's great. All right, let's go to uh, Mm Beer from Utah calling in for Drunk of the Week. Mm Beer, what's happening, brother? Mm Beer. I hear. I I feel you. I know what you're saying. Catchy, catchy. Very catchy. So, um, I I might be drunk as hell, but... Tasty being the long shot. I mean, how do you not derive any sexual connotation out of that? I'm just saying. (laughs) How do you not derive any? Tasty is a long tasty shot. Tasty is a long shot. Yeah, that's probably right. The problem is we don't have JP here with stupid jokes for everything we say. Yeah, We're yeah. missing all these perfect yeah, opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. So you are missed, JP. We'll yes. tell you that right now. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, give us your uh, resume uh, for Drunk of the Week, please. Uh, I have had two 750 milliliters of the Red Rock Brewing Company Rev, which is a Belgian triple out okay. of Salt Lake City, Utah. All right. 1,500 mil. Um, and then I did uh, a five-pack. I had to splurge a little bit. I had to do a five-pack of the Hazden Infused from Boulder Brewing. Good yeah. beer. Oh. Yeah. I like that beer. And I'm working on my seven, eight, ninth beer of the Zion Cambrian Company. Of who? Oh, Zion Canyon. Oh, Zion. Oh, yeah. That's we've got that here. Yeah. Uh, well, you're, that's, that's the beer I sent you guys. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. And you're working on your ninth. <laughs> I, well, it, they're short pours, so I wouldn't give me whole full twelve ounces, but I'd give me eleven at least. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of beer going on there. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. serious. Well, it's four point beer. Mm-hmm. Can you do any like tricks or anything? <laughs> any stupid human tricks? Uh, yeah. As I'm sitting here in the chat room, I'm Park standing on my head on top of a fifty-five barrel drum of acid how does that work <laughs> that's a good trick yeah, i get it yeah, yeah. That's good. are we talking lsd or like uh or, <laughs> sulfuric, or, or sulfuric? <laughs> they don't even print that shit on the side of these barrels i don't <laughs> so who knows it's it's gross gross barrel. hell i know that the dog feel in there it's gone yeah well if you dip your head in there and you start to see like rainbows and unicorns it's the good kind <laughs> if it hurts like fuck you're in trouble 
Yeah. Well, it'll definitely hurt like fuck. I know that much. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, mm, beer. Uh, you Justin, are. I'm, I'm one of those articulate drunks, much like you. That's all right. I, you know, I'm starting to accept you guys more and more because, especially well, we, when you we, give we, me a we, list we, like that. We we had this conversation a little while ago. Yeah. And yeah. You know, what, whatever the fuck. If if you have to sound good to get the women home, right? And you have to sound good. And if you're a bumbling idiot like I am, then yeah, you drink, I, you bumble, and you throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm drunk as shit right now, but uh, you know, I could right. I could read you Shakespeare. It's uh, it's all fine. All right, you, uh, tell you what, uh, I, I got I got I've gotten beer at, at the top of the li- on my list right now. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think that that, that list is impressive. Beer. And uh, I don't know, I like him. He's a nice guy. <laughs> so, so, so hey, there, there's a bunch of people chatting up plugging me Porter in the chat room. Yeah, I don't know if you've had your. Spin at that shit, or I've had it. Plugging me, Porter. Uh, Polygamy. Polygamy, Porter. Polygamy. I've had it. Yep, yep. Uh, It's 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 good enough. My buddy works up at the brew house up in uh, Wasatch in Park City. Yeah, yeah. But you're not a fan. Is that what you said? What's that? But you're not a fan. What's the uh, what's the controversy here? I'll take a polygamy over anything else that they have on tap in any of the other. Brew pubs and bullshit around town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This but is good beer. We need to put some of the other Wasatch beer in your hands. They've got a Winterfest. They've got a Wit. They've got a couple other different things. The Devastator, so on and so forth. Hey, anytime. We'll take it. All right. Top of the list, my friend. Big kiss. Cheers. Oh, kisses even. Well, he, might, he might drink that beer before we get it. Yeah. He's a drinker. I mean, that's. Uh, that's a list right there. A couple 750s to start out. That's a big deal. Yeah. He's uh, he's not doing bad. 888-401-BEER if you want to get in the running. We're getting a nice showing of Drunks of the Week. We haven't... You know, nobody's over the top, but uh, maybe it's just a mellow Sunday. Maybe people are drinking, but it's not in the air to be wild. Is it? Is it like a crescent moon everywhere. or something? It's yeah, not, it must be hot everywhere. Yeah. yeah that's it. Probably uh, not in Utah. That, that certainly uh, could be the case. We also need to give away some Belgian candy sugar tonight, fellas. And love giving away the Belgian candy sugar. Please keep in mind, uh, in order to win, uh, you have uh, not won Belgian candy sugar from us before. Um, also, you're going to give us feedback about how you use it. We really want to know uh, how this... It's a, it's, a, it's a relatively new product, and we want to know how, how it's worked out for you. It's worked out great for the right. brewcasters. So, yeah. um, what do you got, Bevo? ZZ's on the phone again. Uh-huh. He just wants to make sure he's not falling behind. I see. Uh, you know, I kind of want to keep... Oh, Jesus. Hi, ZZ. Hey, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Good. What's happening? No, What's going on there? <laughs> you know, just... Uh, keeping it real. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're sleeping here. So we put ZZ back at the top of the list for this phone call. <laughs> you want you want to make sure we know that you're in the running. Um, just hoping I'm uh, still there. Yeah, exactly. You're still up there. Oh, you're in the running. I got you All here. All of a sudden, there's more bottles on my uh, table, so oh, I yeah, just wanted to make sure. You want to add to your list? You can add to your list. Go ahead. Give us an update. Um, it's uh, the five. Or, sorry, six bottles of Celeste uh, White, uh, no, six. four Shiner, the uh, Hememorator, and uh, the one 750 of uh, Allegash Grand Crew. Okay. All right. You're still on the list. Okay. Right. Good. Good. 
All right, ZZ. Bye. He's working hard. I like that. I like the effort. I, multiple calls, not so much. But you know what? He's he just wants to make sure he's putting in a strong effort. Tough competition this week because they. It's not that they're they're overly no, hammered. No, it's no. that they want it. They're handling it. Well, they really well, want it. Yeah, right. I mean, they're. You know what I'm saying? It's. Yeah. Uh, right. They understand the importance of the medal. Exactly. And uh, they're trying to. Trying hard to earn it. Whatever. They just need to take a couple to the head and then call in. <laughs> like if I can understand what you're saying when you call in, yeah. you're not drunk enough. Yeah, DQ makes a good point. Bebo's there. She's like makes a good gatekeeper. Point. Well, she. I hope that you're going to wear your medal around NHC with pride. I absolutely will. Yeah. Okay. As will everybody else. It's one. Except one. I lost it, so I need a new one. <laughs> no, I left it in the studio, and I think you had just added it to the. We might have sent it to stock. somebody. Somebody out there might have the Bevo medal, oh, and they don't even wow. know it. Yeah. Smell it. Does it smell like feet? <laughs> yes, it smells like cheesy feet. <laughs> cheesy feet and salty cleavage. If it does, okay. it's Send probably... It back. We need it. It's probably Chad's. <laughs> yeah. Another call? Yeah, they weren't there. Okay. Right. You probably overheard my rant and decided to take yeah. a couple to the head. Looks like I got blobber bleepy bloop. Uh-oh. Trying to call in on the Skype. Do his like, own. That's good. That gets his full range of voice. Or is that a small range? We don't have his uh, BFF yet. Oh, oh yeah. But I had an idea. this Because I don't know if we can do the whole prize thing. I don't know if we have an extra ticket to give away all that stuff. I just kind of think we should make Doc his BFF. <laughs> Two little guys. It might just happen, though. One naturally. with a high boy. <laughs> That's just, what I'm saying. Just let it happen, man. Like, Doc makes friends with guys like Blobber yeah. all the time. I see. Just inadvertently. <laughs> hey, Blobber. Hi. <laughs> Blobber's been practicing his deep voice all week. Yeah, that's pretty low, Blob. What's happening? Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait for the bus tour, mostly because of Blobber. Yeah, we'll have to do all the announcements. <laughs> yeah, Blobber will do all the announcements on if, the bus tour. If he tour. gets through customs. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's what's going on? Well, I've been I've been shopping today, and I've been looking at you know gag balls and oh. leather straps and body stuff. And I was wondering about my BFF. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Stephanie um, left me a message in the chat room. She she wants to read some essays. She wants to be in on this and all that. Uh, me? You mean she wants to apply to be your BFF? Well, she wants to uh, vote to who, who will be my BFF. Ah, uh, yeah. And I we, think her vote counts more than GPs. Uh, I will. Ag- I could agree with you on that. Uh, <laughs> well, we've taken a few applications. And by the way, when are you going to fix your goddamn microphone, yeah. blobber glob? How many phone calls do I have to endure like this before you go buy a new headset? Uh, I I got a good headset. It's Skype. I don't know what it is. You think it's my headset? Mm, I don't know what it is either, but. Just don't do it on a trampoline or something. Well, when you're moving around, I think it cuts out or something. It's like you're blowing dudes at the same time. I can't figure it out. Uh, No dudes here. Okay. I'll just check it. Uh, So, yeah, well, we're still working on your whole BFF situation. I'm not sure how we're going to do this yet, but, uh, you know. It doesn't have to be a contest. I mean, isn't it worth it to just be connected? you know, chained to me. It is. I agree <laughs> <Absolutely>. with you. <laughs> I totally agree with you. And uh, and Stephanie will definitely be allowed to vote on your BFF. Uh, we said that in the She can definitely come in here when we decide BFF for you, which will probably be like the week before the show or something. You know, we might have to have people take shifts, Blobber, because let's face it, you know, you could be a lot to handle for one person. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm. I'm all for that. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm plenty of. Uh, I'm plenty of me to go around. You know? 
BFF and he embraces change. Blobber does. I, I like multiple BFFs. <laughs> I got two hands. I mean, we can. Oh, make a- oh we can make yes. a little blobber pie, a little blobber sandwich. BFF. <laughs> the disgusting mental pictures that I just got were amazing. I think what's going to happen is, as long as somebody. As long as there's always somebody chained to Blobber, that's what's important. It doesn't doesn't have to be the same person. As long as there's always somebody handcuffed to the kid, then we're in good shape. Then I think we've succeeded. Hmm. And as, well, you you agree with that, Blobber? Yes. Okay. As long as I have something connected to me. <laughs> good enough. And and bring all the stuff you went shopping for today too, please. <laughs> no problem. All right. Later. All right. Bye. There he is, Blobber. Blubber in a wind tunnel. I love him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do our Colin Kaminsky tip. How about that? Yeah. Get our beer tip done. I got to give away some Belgian candy sugar. Great. You said tip. Tonight. Beer information alert. And uh, then we got to vote on drunk of the week. And there's uh, a potential drunk of the week call on on hold. Line. Yeah, it's Kim. Kim. Wood. Kim Beer Lee. I said Wood. Should have. Uh, Colin, help us out with our drunk of the week. Oh, yeah. maybe. Although I don't know that he's heard the other uh, the other callers. You know, he can still help. All right. While I'm waiting for Colin to connect, let's talk to Kim here and see what happens. Hey, Kim, what's going on? Drunk of the week? Yeah. Well, I don't know. All right. Maybe. Let's see. Let's talk about it. All right. Give me your resume. Well, all right. Uh, piano pot. Um, By the way, I like plan. that uh, Kim's called in this week instead of Wood. Because yeah, would, I think I called in just so that he wouldn't. <laughs> he's like, good lord! I've told that guy like, don't fucking call in, man. You're busting my balls, and he he sneaks off. He, it's like, like hides in the trees and shit. It's like putting you know like a fresh can of dog food on the floor and telling your dog not to eat it. Like I can see Wood on the couch just trying to jump for the phone. Like he's just ain't like he's on the line. He's like ready to go. And so Kim finally's like, I better pick up the phone before the kid I, I don't hurts know what himself. To do. I don't know what to do. So, yeah. Okay, so it's either Drunk of the Week or I want to fucking get the Belgian candy sugar that Wood won like a couple months ago. Because oh. he bitches about it all the time. He's like, you never fucking send it to me. Yeah. And really, the one good Belgian beer he made was with Belgian candy sugar. So I'm just hoping that he can make another good one. By the way, for a young lady who works with retards, you got a bad mouth. Oh, whoa. <laughs> you shouldn't use that word, man. Sorry, but you got a potty mouth. <laughs> Sorry, I'll clean it up a little bit. All right. No, so, okay, wait. All right. Pan pot, hop slam, hop stupid, mm-hmm. new Belgium arrow, homebrew stout, three philosophers, some Belgian something or other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Shared with with wood or solo? Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah, you're not drunk, Kim. We've heard yeah. you drunk before. Well, I know. It sounded like this, but uh, it did, <laughs> but you still don't sound very drunk right now. Well, how about the candy sugar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the deal with the candy sugar. Uh, uh, you know, we submit the entries to the uh, to Dark Candy, and uh, they ship it to you as soon as they get a chance. 
Um, so it's it's actually direct shipped uh, from the company. The information has been submitted, and uh, you'll get it. Right. I, I promise you get it. But you know that's kind of the nature of prizes uh, and free shit. It just it'll get there. Yeah. You know, slow I, six weeks. You have my word that I will. You know, if it doesn't get there, I'll make sure it gets there. But I, you know, some of the timeliness when when we're dealing with sponsors, you know, we got to let them do their thing. So I'll tell I'll tell Andy to keep his nutters on about it. Yeah, and tell him to shut the fuck up while you're at it. <laughs> You I can say all that. the time, but he doesn't listen. You guys have to help me out. And what's this nonsense about the two of you aren't on the bus, by the way? Oh, man, I couldn't handle that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't blame that's you. A cra- that's a crazy mess right there. there there's shit. There's going to be DNA flying all over that bus. I can't handle that. I do awesome. that in my work life. You're going to leave Bevo alone true. with a bunch of DNA. Yeah. Oh, Bevo's going to be there. Yeah. yeah. My bio seat. She's hosting shit. it oh, with us. Oh, yeah. Bevo, wear like rain slickers and shit. Oh. Going to. Oh. I'm going to have to bust out my pig flu mask. Oh. I'll be there to clean up the mess at, uh, at the end of the Just have a hose floor, ready. So. All right. Okay. All right. Good. You guys have a good night. I'll put you in the running, Kim, but uh, you're not going to win. Ah, all right. There's whatever. Later. Later. Bye. Good calls from the woods. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Colin, how are you, my brother? I'm good, Justin. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How's the heat treating you up there in Napa? You know, I hid in the movie theater all day. What'd you see? I saw the new Star Trek. I saw it last week, and uh, listen, I'm no Trekkie. I loved that damn movie. Well, then you are. I loved it. How'd you like it, Colin? You're a nerdier you know, guy than me. it was the best me. addition to the Star Trek franchise uh, that's ever happened. It is, right? And yeah, absolutely. I've only seen a couple of the movies, uh, maybe three of them, but I said the same thing. Of everything I've seen, best one yet. Really good. Uh, I'm glad that a geek like Colin likes it, too, because it kind of validates my opinion about it. Like, Colin's, he's got more street cred when it comes to Star Trek, in my opinion. I, you know, I thought it was as much better than Next Generation as Next Generation was better than the original series. Agreed. I agree with that. This is my nerd side coming out. And <laughs> the o- my only uh, regret is that I didn't see it on IMAX. It was sold out. But I may go see it a second time just so I can watch it on IMAX. You know, the last time I saw IMAX, it was a Rolling Stones concert. And seeing Ooh, yeah. Mick Jagger's lips 10 feet tall kind of just did me in. And what? Yeah, that was a bad idea on your part. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking there. Uh, you know, I think my girlfriend drugged me in. We were at uh, uh, some amusement park that had uh, IMAX. It was the only thing I've ever seen in IMAX. I saw... Oh, I know what I saw. I saw 300 in IMAX. And, uh, you know, the one with the gladiators and the gay one. Uh, it was good. I liked it in IMAX. It was really good. A lot of big big bare chests and stuff, you know? You know, the one that everyone says is really good is the ones filmed on the space shuttle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that stuff's really good, too. It's like uh, it's like you're out in space yourself, you know? You know what that's like, Tasty. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Colin, have you got a brew tip for us today? You know, I do. Uh, um, With all the hop uh, crises that went on last year and kind of going on this year, I thought maybe uh, we'd talk a little bit about hops today. All right, good. I like it. Okay, here we go. So hops are very fragile. Storing them correctly is very important. The enemies of hops are heat, light, and oxygen. When I buy hops, they're vacuum-packed in Mylar bags, and the Mylar protects the hops from light and oxygen. 
then all I've got to do is keep them cold. If you're only using a partial bag, you need to figure out the best way to store the bag. If you can flush the bag with CO2 and reseal it, you're doing great. But at least you need to get as much air out as possible, put the package in a Ziploc bag, and store your hops in the freezer. It's really important um, when we look at uh, the storage of hops, uh, even a two-degree difference makes a big difference in, in alpha acids after a year. When you open a previously opened bag of hops, the first thing to do is smell it. If it smells like Parmesan cheese, then either discard it or save it for the Belgian brew you've been planning. Good tip. Mm. Uh, Colin Kaminsky from Downtown Joe's. I like the idea, you know, I always seal my hops in a Ziploc bag. But can't we purge that with CO2 and then seal it yeah, in yeah. the Ziploc bag? Yeah, fill it full bag? of CO2, then just press all that out and you'll get, you know, mostly just... You know, that's better than nothing... Ziploc bags are really oxygen permeable. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, 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 so that's why, you know, you see mylar out there in the trade is because mylar blocks the oxygen much better. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, I've got some hops right now in Ziploc bags at the brewery, but, you know, they only get in the bag for about a week, and then I get I use them up. Okay. Um, I don't have any way of sealing mylar at the brewery. I yeah. have to run down to more beer if I want to seal mylar. Use their, yeah, their little heat, heat sealers, yeah. Well, and and I guess I also really like the uh, the last part of your tip, especially in terms of today's show. If you yeah. can't, and you're not going to be able to uh, use those hops for your next fresh beer, well, don't throw them out. Uh, hops are hard to come by, so hang in there and brew your next Belgian beer with them, or or sour beer sour like beer. Chad's starting to do. You know, do a nice sour beer with those. Uh, with those old hops, you don't have to toss them because they're old. You just have you know. To- I, I had some East Kent Goldings hops, and they've been in my freezer for you know my home freezer for three or four years. And I'm thinking, okay, these things are done. I'm I'm gonna toss them. And and I was talking to uh, uh, Mike, who used to weld over at uh, More Beer, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, no, don't throw them out. And I said, oh man, they're gonna smell like Parmesan cheese. He says, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for in my Belgian. Oh yeah. So you know, I gave them to him, and uh, he made a phenomenal. Beer beer out of them so you know it's, it's nothing that i'm uh, skilled at as a brewer but uh, the oh. people that are uh, can really make some uh, interesting flavors uh, from older hops and, and in fact i've talked to belgian brewers who will not take and use fresh hops they have to leave the bags open for about a week um, in order for them to off gas all those terrible uh, uh flowery aromas <laughs> I think the uh, I think the Ewoks are back, Colin. Yeah, I think my uh, two-year-old finished her popsicles. So that must mean it's the end of my appearance. Today. Yeah. Hey, that's all right. Well, we'll see you in a couple of Sundays, though. We're going to be at Downtown Joe's live. Colin will be our guest, of course, and uh, we'll be hanging out at Downtown Joe's. So come out and see us, and I can't wait to be there, Colin. Thanks, Justin. I can't wait to have you. All right, brother. See you soon. See you. Cheers. There you go. Colin Kaminsky, hardworking guy, uh, you know, spending some family time with us to give us brew tips. How about yeah, that? That's great. I really like that guy. Yeah. You know? Uh, he makes me feel very inferior. He's got a <laughs> giant brain. Yeah. He's so nice. I really it's fun like to talk to, just even one on one, he's fun. Yeah. He's uh he's a good time. All right, we've got Hot Man from St. Louis calling in for Drunk of the Week, guys. Uh, Hot Man, what's happening, brother? Hey. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? We're doing all right. Ooh. Ooh, good. <laughs> ah. Yeah, me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I just took a quaalude, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sounds uh, like on the floor, okay. fetal position. So, apparently, I'm on there. Give us a resume, hot man. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! Let Let's start with. Lordy, the, lordy. Have you ever heard of a Flanders? 
Flanders. Oh my Red? god. Red? You ever heard of a lagger? I think I had a lagger. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Flanders Primitive Wild Ill. Oh, oh, never heard of it. Okay. No, it's fucking awesome, by the way. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> yeah, try three of those. <laughs> Times three, got it. Uh, 750 milliliter. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's pretty good. And um, Boulevard has put out a wonderful say. line of, uh, of uh, what they call the smokestack. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Never. Anyway, heard of that. a double line. You right. said Boulevard? Boulevard. Boulevard Brewing, yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. Okay. St. Louis. Yeah, wonderful. They, they've got a wonderful, wonderful line of I've, what they're calling. My the life is wonderful. Their beer is wonderful. Yeah, anyway, I have about 12 of those. Yeah. 12? Actually, I've taken back three of those. <laughs> but it seems. Yeah, <laughs> I lose count. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Mm. Well, some better probably like Racer 5. Oh, good choice. Uh, near and dear to my heart. I like Racer 5. Okay, hey, hey. If we're going with the Racer 5, then I had a Racer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called Racer X. X, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Another good one. Got them all. Yeah. They taste I think that's they... like the double, the double 5 there. Yeah. Or some shit. That's 10, yeah. Right. Uh, you... the, 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 the... X means what? 10. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Cool. Cool. I hate the place, but hey, I'm stuck here. You do? No, I really don't care for St. Louis, but um, hey, they got great beer, and uh, I have a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's move Sounds on. like he's running outside. Good thing it's close to the traffic. airport. Yeah. I think don't, he's... don't go into traffic. <laughs> well, oh, guess what? Here, here comes the. Uh, what? Drunk of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 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 You win. Top man from Missouri is our drunk of the week today. No shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got it. You owned it. God damn it. I mean, I liked our callers today, but you owned it. Oh, yeah. Unbearded, great, but no. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, is that Tracy there? Yeah, how you guys going, man? It is Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Tracy, <laughs> Tracy I brewed one of your, one of, I brewed a, the, uh, what is it, Pliny the Younger, like three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, cool. And I blew my carboy apart. Blew it apart, huh? You had to, yeah, like. Yeah, apparently, I left it in a friend's house, and I told him. There he is. Blew it out of there, huh? <laughs> fucking blew it to pieces. Oh, it was... I fucking wrecked that shit. So what was your uh, starting gravity on that beer? Maybe maybe you made it too big. It, it, was, it was about 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one, yeah, sure. It was, wow. It was like 400. You are making, you're was making the younger. There, man. That was Tasty's fault. Yeah, that's supposed to be 90. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, it, it was still awesome beer. Sounds um, great, man. Well, you put all that goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Anyway, anyway, yeah, we we scraped it off the the cement floor there and um, bottled it. Hell. <laughs>
Yeah. Drunk of the week, my brother. Send me your information. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. You'll get your medal. Justin, you you win. Dumb oh, information. Where's my BN medal and my kinky sugar? <laughs> kinky sugar? Did you win oh. before? Yes, I've won before. Oh, well, Drunk now, of the week? Now it changes things. I won Drunk of the Week like four weeks ago. Uh-oh. Now we'll put him in the run for Drunk of the Year then. Fuck it. He really <laughs> was the, uh, the oh, clear yeah, winner. Well, if it hasn't arrived yet, we'll send two. How about that? Okay. You want to leave it to you, Sid? Okay, you mean... You know, you... I'll see you by the end of the year, right? Compromise. Wait a second. You mean the free shit's delayed? Shit. The free shit is gone. It's delayed, ah. man. I'll you by the end of the year, right? There you go. Oh, my go. God. Are we done? <laughs> Out. I do have to give away candy sugar. All right. Give it to me. Be quick. Give it the taste. I won't complain about not getting it. Kind of wanted to give it to Colin. Colin doesn't homebrew anymore. He's too busy brewing, mm. brewing. That's where most brewers are. We'd get good feedback from Colin if we gave him the dark candy, <laughs> the, the candy sugar. You know, it was cool. Rob had something to say about when to add it. You know, that's different than when a lot of people are adding it to the fermenter. Oh, Rob Todd, yeah, he, uh-huh. Talking about in the boil. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's different. Although I don't know if they're using the syrup. Although he didn't that's true. tell he us. Didn't say, he didn't yeah. say whether they were or not. We're going to find out. They could have been using the rock candy or the syrup. We, we really don't know. Uh, people well, are pretty secretive th- about that candy syrup stuff. I'm trying to figure it out. Mm. Tasty stuff, though. I really don't want to stay on the air. I just got to give away this candy sugar. Bevo right, so, can do something. Uh, you can give it to me, and I'll brew it in like five years. How about this? Here's what we're going to do. Or in two weeks. Since mm Beer was such a good runner-up. Yeah, he's close second. Yeah. You know, he uh, his lineup was good, and he seemed to really <laughs> want it. So... Mm, Beer. Um, beer. <laughs> send me your information. You're the winner of our uh, dark right. candy. We'll All send right. you some dark go, candy. Beer. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Just give me your address. I'll send it along to you, brother. Piece of cake. Uh, nothing to it. So there you go. That's our dark candy winner. Uh, let's get out of this studio, huh, kids? God damn it, it's warm. Sounds like ball sweat in here. Yeah. Don't forget, we're off next week. It's Memorial Day weekend, and we're oh. going to take the tasty. You Feel free to do There's... things like a normal human being who, wow. has, uh, who doesn't work There's for free. There's another life. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Go ahead and do something else. Right. Uh, Bevo, I expect you to be here, though, uh, but there's no show. Uh, just there's other things that have to be done, yard work. <laughs> I think I'll take that I'm day off, too. I'm going to be in Washington. Yeah. Now, Chad, you also have to work. I'll take that day off, too. Okay. <laughs> done. <laughs> uh, Chad's got a lot of days off in his yeah, future, that's by the way. I'll, I'll take little, that one. Uh, <laughs> you a little change of plans on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. What's that, a pink something, Chad, what do they call that? Chad has several days off in his future. Right. 365, maybe? Indefinitely, it looks like to me. You have to figure that out. A lot of brewing in my schedule. (laughs) A lot of brewing in Chad's future. So Chad's going to brew tomorrow, and then I'm going to brew on Tuesday. I'm going to brew. I'm brewing for the anniversary party, kids. Look out. Thanks for the warning. Look out. Watch it. What's it going to be? Blondale. Oh. Oh, beer. Yes. I thought you were going to make root beer. Coffee. I'm brewing coffee. (laughs) Brewing up a batch of coffee for Chad to brew. Uh, it's going to be good. That'll be fun. Yeah, so we're off next week. Don't tune in. The week after that, we're at Downtown Joe's uh, for a live remote. The week after that, we're at the Monterey Beer Festival. So a lot of exciting shows coming up. So wow. stick with us and, uh, you know, pay attention. We'll tell you what's going on. Don't forget to uh, forget to visit our sponsors. Thank them. Yep. Buy yep. some shit. Yeah. Yep. Click on a beaker. Buy a beaker. <laughs> Buy a beaker. Buy a beaker. <laughs> All right, Beef. They're orphan beakers. They need help. (laughs) Thank you. See you later.
of a day. A bark will do me when the skies are gray. I'll take a bell trip through any time. And the women think the lamb is fine. But don't you give me that American crude, boy, I want a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love a better homebrew? Can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all of the time. Yeah, I think I'll have it. Well, I'm the one right now. Love of that homebrew, can't get enough of it. Homebrew blows my mind. 